This week, Zach Gandro returns. He and I will sit down to record a commentary to the entirety of Star Trek The Motion Picture. Let's do it! Welcome to Sci-Fi. I am your host, Jesse Mercury. Thank you so much for joining us for another journey through the cosmos. Uh, This week, Zach is here. We're going to watch Star Trek The Motion Picture. I fucking love this movie. I hadn't seen it in a really long time. It was really great to rediscover it, and I was so glad that we had microphones rolling so that we could capture the moment. So I'll share that with you in just a few minutes. Obviously, this will be a long episode because we're watching an entire movie. Uh, And if you do want to watch along with us at home, we will tell you where the movie starts. Uh, (laughs) There's actually a false start with that. So the second time I tell you where the movie starts, that's the one you want to pay attention to. Anyway, we'll get there in a second. Before we get started, I have to say a very special thank you to my friend Jay Wesley Fox. Uh, Wes has been listening to the show for quite a long time time he's written to me a couple times with uh, just words of encouragement and sharing things that he enjoyed and also sharing his own science fiction podcasting and blogging which you can find at prescientsci-fi.com uh, Wes just signed up to become my newest Patreon supporter at $5 a month and I was very blown away by that Wes thank you so much for the support okay let's get into our uh, commentary with Zach on Star Trek the motion picture Do you know when it says unsecured network, does that mean someone can get into my phone or it just means don't like put in my bank password? I think it means the network has uh, self-esteem issues. <laughs> That's a good answer. <laughs> I'm just going to turn my Wi-Fi off. There we go. Okay. <laughs> um, well, Zach, welcome back. Hi. Yes. Happy to be back. This is so exciting. I'm, uh, we're going to watch a movie. Yeah, we are. This is awesome. I'm really, I'm really pumped. We're going to watch like a great movie. Yes. Too. Not just a movie, the movie. And you do realize like I've only seen this once in my lifetime. I did not realize that. Yeah. Only one time. Holy shit. Because it took me forever to get to the movies. Like I was so into TNG and got through all the TV shows that yeah. I just never hit up the movies until the last two years. Wow. So I've oh, seen really? It one the last time. two years. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I started, uh, well, I, I was so into TNG, but then as a teenager, I started with Captain Kirk and Spock and, and the original series crew with this movie. Nice. And it was an accident. It was just on TV. <laughs> really? And I couldn't stop watching it. I, <laughs> you know, wh- when I see movies on TV, I usually don't watch them. You know, right. I'm like, oh, I want to see this, so I'm going to go to video discount and rent this right. on VHS. Right. Like, that's my plan. <laughs> but, uh, because I missed the beginning of this when it came on TV when I saw it the first time as a teenager. But I was I got instantly sucked in. I was nice. like, this is fucking awesome. You know? <laughs> like, what are people talking about? Like, the old series isn't as cool as The Next Generation. This is like... It is. The movies This is are. fucking rad. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this this movie... Well, we'll talk about... Well, let's get it started. Yeah, and we'll talk about it. it some more. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> we'll talk all day before we start the movie, and then we'll be here all, right. all day. I feel like we should have two robots joining us. Uh, like Mystery Science Theater. Oh, yeah. Well, we do have Miles. Miles is here. Yeah, he's chilling. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, what I mean... What is it, Servo? Is that what their name, his name is? I don't remember. I don't remember either. Well... Forgive us for not Should we pause and go find robots? <laughs> do you have it's, robots? I don't. We'd have to go on a journey. 
Maybe next time. Maybe next time. Okay. As long so as I, it's not Alexa, I have, I have, I don't, I don't trust Alexa. Yeah, you know, I don't really know Alexa, and I, I can't say if I trust her or not. I'd have to get to know her a little better. Yeah. I don't have, I don't have. I mean, she's on this device, right? Sort this, of like Fire TV that I watch TV yeah. stuff on. So she's recording you like doing things. Yeah. So she's watching me constantly. when I sleep. But apparently, she just came up in like a murder trial. Like some guy really? killed somebody, and Alexa recorded it. And they use the recording in his trial. Oh my god! Yeah, I don't. That's kind that's, of great. It is, and I'm. It scares the shit out of me at the same time. I mean, that's why I'm yeah. holding on to Apple products. I I feel very conflicted about that because I don't have anything to hide. But still. I'm a fan of justice. Me too. I'm glad justice was served. Right. Um, I'm a fan of, but I'm also a fan of privacy. Right. But I feel like if you've done something like that having proof is kind of amazing yeah you know yeah and and if you've if you haven't done something like that having proof could be amazing also i mean yeah, yeah true i don't know that's a that's a complex thing okay let's watch right, let's this get into the movie. movie okay i'm <laughs> i'm pushing watch now in three two one go yes no, it's a commercial. Oh, <laughs> son of a, a oh, commercial no. that neither Jesse nor I are getting any income from whatsoever. No, okay, we're going to try that again. Watch on Fire TV. I pushed the wrong button anyway, so I, I'm doing this all wrong. Okay, and go. There we there go. There it is. Okay, I'm going to pull these headphones off. All right. Oh, man. I'm like naked in the real world. My ears are, crazy. are naked. Oh, there's like a musical... Ah, oh, this music. There's like a musical intro. What, what like, is this what it's called? What's it, it's not a uh, uh, prelude. Prelude. Okay, and it's just a black screen. Yeah, I feel like I'm music. watching Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. <laughs> <laughs> like, remember when movies had yes. preludes and intermission? Absolutely. We need to bring that back. Yes. We especially intermission. I. You know what's funny is a lot of shows now. Uh, just kind of get into the show without a big song and dance and right, intro. right, right, right. Discovery didn't do that. I appreciated that. Which I think is kind of interesting. And I really like Discovery's opening sequence. I think it's really cool. Yeah. The music is great. The animation is so cool. How I do my podcast beginnings now, over the last couple of months, I've changed it a little bit. And I got it from TNG, where I do like a <laughs> clip of what's happening and then go into the intro stuff. Yeah, I've, I've heard that. I like that. <laughs> it's kind of fun. Yeah, I about halfway through the run of what I've done so far, or maybe, I don't know when, Some at some point in my run, I started doing like a, a really 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 short intro like, yeah like this week this is happening here we go yeah <laughs> uh, and that like it, it it goes into the intro music really nicely yeah. and i'm just kind of hooked on that now yeah, i really I like it. it we're still watching a black screen with music it's fantastic i'm still really into it maybe <laughs> you're gonna love I, maybe, your intro maybe i put the movie on wrong oh maybe, no maybe <laughs> it's we're just watching, maybe, a, black yeah, we're watching a black screen accidentally mm. uh, there's black bears at night in the forest Okay. Oh. All right. Oh, that was so okay. Now there's that the was Paramount logo. We are watching the original version because it was free, and the the director's cut, the newer version, was like ten dollars. So yeah. we're watching. Director's original. cuts are usually longer. No. Yeah, I don't know if I've seen the director's cut. I mean, okay. I really want to see it, but for for today's purposes, this so is so good. Clearly, Gene Roddenberry oh, was still alive. The music. There it is. Does the trademark part logo bother you on yes. stuff? I feel like it's sad that that has to be there. Yeah, America. So, yeah, a lot of people don't know that. I mean, Jerry Goldsmith wrote this song for this movie. This movie huh. came out before Star Trek: The Next Generation, hmm. and 
they were working on a theme. There actually is an alternate version of a theme out there for Star Trek really? Next Generation. Uh, where, like, the beginning is the same, and then when they go into the, the like, this theme, it okay. changed. It's something else that someone else wrote. Yeah. But the producers, like, hated it. And, like, this song was better in the motion picture. Let's just use that. So then this became the theme to Star Trek The Next Generation. Interesting. The fact that you know this, these things are just fascinating and wonderful to me. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, I'm a big nerd. Okay, good. I take this no, very seriously. I didn't seriously. tell you this when I was, like, I was updating your address on my phone. And it literally says, Jesse, you know how, well, in an iPhone, you do the first name, last name, and then, like, a company or yeah. a title? Yeah, yeah. So it's Jesse Mercury, sci-fi nerd. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that makes me, like, really happy. Good. That's, that's how it should be. Is there a way that I can make my contact card say that for everyone? You, right? That would make me really happy. That would be fantastic. Who directed this? Did that say Ray Wise? It's too late. We'll uh, never know. Yeah. Uh, I love this movie. I haven't seen this in quite a while. Um, but, yeah, so the first time I saw this, it was on TV, and... I, I don't like to watch things with commercials for the first time, and I definitely yeah. don't like to watch it on TV because like totally. they edit shit out. But there's two times in my life where I got so sucked into a movie that I couldn't look away. Mm. It was this and Return of the Jedi, the first time mm. I saw Return of the Jedi. Solid film. Yeah. Solid film. I, I'd never seen either, and they were on TV, and I kept changing the channel and coming back to it, and then eventually I'm like, I'm so into this, I have to just watch. We've talked about this before, but I'm old enough that I saw Return of the Jedi in the theater. Yeah, I'm really jealous that's yeah. really cool i saw the special editions in the theater which makes me don't be jealous lame. hold on to your youth <laughs> <laughs> i don't think I, I never went to the theater for the special editions i forgot that they released those in theater yeah god look how gorgeous this is i mean first of all are we using models here are these, these models? are 100 percent models okay. and like everything in the background is you know it nothing nothing in this movie is cg there is gotcha. no digital shit so this it's is before physical that. models physical models and okay. then they use like crazy special like techniques to like optical techniques or whatever to create those backgrounds i don't even know i don't know how they did it interesting and then so this is the first time we ever saw klingons with forehead ridges ever really yeah ever ever because huh. in the original series they just looked like that's right pirates they didn't that's right of some okay. sort with i didn't teeth. realize the first time was in this movie yeah i mean they got a bigger budget and they just completely overhauled the klingons so I, when this movie came out the whole like star trek discovery klingons debate must have happened. Yeah. Like, those aren't Klingons. They don't look anything like right. Klingons. That probably did, yeah. But by the time Next Gen comes out, I mean, like, they just used these outfits, you yeah, know, on Next really Gen. Did. Also, I oh mean, okay, there's a lot of fascinating history for this movie. Uh, so, originally, instead of The Next Generation, they were going to make a show called Star Trek Phase 2 and bring back the original cast. Okay. Uh, and Leonard Nimoy didn't want to do it, so they rewrote. Or they wrote a new Vulcan character. I think his name was Zon X O N, who was going to be a lead in that movie. And then, like the other lead characters in this movie, uh, uh, Decker and Aaliyah, I think her name is, yeah. were going to be main characters on Star Trek Phase Two. Side note: This technology that the Klingons have in their ship is reminding me of that old Star Wars video game. Ooh, which Do one? I don't remember what it's called, but it had like the flight controls and you'd kind of look oh, through this thing and I didn't play that oh that sounds awesome. i'm so old dude so <laughs> the font that they use is really nice i was the, thinking that it's much more uh, legible than discovery <laughs> yeah so they're exploring this crazy blue cloud in space and they don't know what it is yeah look how gorgeous this looks i mean this is a communications relay station thing. yeah something like that so, so phase two was canceled, okay. and they made this movie instead. And it was mostly because Star Wars was such a big hit. That was in '77. Uh, mm, okay. And I th when was what this year made? Was this? I don't know. It's, it's like '81. Yeah, look that up. Yeah. Let's see. 
Trivia. Okay, as a reminder, this is the first, this is, I'm sorry, this is only the second time I've seen this, as much as I love Star Trek, and none of it is triggering my memory yet, but it is very Star Wars-esque. This, yeah, I could see that. It's a little... I mean, I'm pretty sure ILM did the special effects for both. Okay, yeah. So a lot of the sets that they made for this yeah. were originally made for Phase 2 before it was canceled, mm, okay. and then were repurposed for the next generation. Interesting. So like the the warp core on the Enterprise, the, the, the hallways, a lot of that stuff is just used in next generation, just redressed a little bit. Interesting. Oh, okay, that noise is triggering my memory. There's like, why doesn't it tell me the year of this on this app? It tells me a lot. Oh, this is all, now I'm remembering all of this. This is so fantastic. So the blue cloud just shot them with. Shot the Klingons just and vanished. they just like vaporized. Yeah. What do you think about the look of the Klingons in this movie? I like it. Uh, I mean, because it's so TNG, which was my original fall in love Star Trek. Yeah. I dig the, the Klingon look in this. I think I think for me, like seeing it on TV the first time, mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh my God!" There's a movie that came before the Next Generation that mm-hmm. looks so much like it, and yeah, you know, that's a good feels point. a little bit like it. Yep. But I think that actually alienated a lot of the fans because it wasn't super successful. It was like a moderate success when it came out. Yeah. Uh, and like they didn't want to make another movie, but then someone convinced them, "Oh well, we can make this other one for like really small budget." And okay. A more intimate film with like less special effects, and that became the Wrath of Khan, and it just—I mean—that that saved that saved the series, launched yeah. it, right? Oh, that was huge! Yeah, it was absolutely huge. Okay, this came out in 1979. What? Yeah. Oh my god! Isn't that wild? I was two. <laughs> you were not even born yet. I was. Uh, I was. I was semen. You were not even. I was semen not even yet. semen yet. You were not even on cellular level. At that I was point. like wrapping up my life before this one. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Oh shit, Spock, Spock with long hair. Yeah, I like em- the long emo hair. Emo Spock. God, look how cool that looks. I like and, it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I know it doesn't look real, you no. know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. you can see the matte lines in the distance. Yeah. But it looks so cool. And Spock it, with long hair is fantastic. Oh, yeah. I would fucking play in a band with that guy. <laughs> so when he they did the movie. He's like a 70s hippie. Like. Yeah, totally. When they did the movie, they Smoking convinced weed. Leonard Nimoy to come back because he he's like had this on again, off again relationship where he really? wants to do Star Trek and then doesn't. Mm. The only way they got him to do Star Trek two was by promising that he, he could direct Star Trek three or something like that. Okay. But the only reason he did Star Trek three was so that he could direct it. Yeah. So, something along those lines. But then William Shatner got pissed and insisted that he direct Star Trek five. Right. Which is the most maligned of the of the six originals. I wish I could cast out my animal passions here in the sands. Like, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes my you know my human animal passions get the best of us. If I could just cast them into the sand. I love this scene. So. Spock is on Vulcan trying to attain Kulinar, which is this state of pure logic with no emotion. So it seems, I mean, you kind of have to extrapolate what happened between the TV show and this. Mm. Um, And this might be the first time I've watched this since I watched all of the original TV show. Oh, he doesn't, he doesn't want it. He's like there at the precipice. So the necklace is the final deal or... 
I think it's like being knighted or something, nice. where it's like, you are now attained Kalinar. 100% logical. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My sentence was bad. Yours was better. Like <laughs> so Ooh, melding. She's melding. So my my takeaway was always that he left Starfleet at some point mm -hmm. because he felt like he was becoming too human mm. and like went here to try to become more Vulcan because he is half human. Yeah. Or maybe they say that in this movie and I'm forgetting because it's I mean, been quite a while since I've seen this. No spoilers to Discovery, but watching episode seven of Discovery and then looking back at this is fascinating to me a little bit. Are you you're talking about the one with Sarek? Yes. I, that's been is one that of the only seven? ones. I think it was six. Okay. It's called Life. Yep. 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 That's one of the only ones that I've really liked. Okay. Yeah. It was a fat. That was a great episode. I liked episodes one and two and six and nine. Okay. Everything else I could have done without. Oh, he dropped the mantle. The you have not dropped. achieved Kolinar. <laughs> his answer lies elsewhere. He will not achieve his goal with us. So this is legit Vulcan they're speaking? Like, yeah. Is Vulcan as much of a language as Klingon? Not to my knowledge. Okay. I don't know if they really wrote that language okay. or not. But, I mean, Klingon didn't become a language for quite a while. They were, like, True. making up random shit on screen for a long Did time. Did fans make up the language, or was it's it this written? guy named Mike Okrund, okay. who I saw give a speech Here we are in San point. Francisco. Yeah. So good, Starfleet headquarters. Yeah. <laughs> yes! It, it's a little brown. Everything is a little brown for yeah. San Francisco. But it's interesting, like, this Starfleet headquarters that we see here... Could be the one that we see in the 2009 movies. Like, it looks hmm. pretty similar, you know? Like, they, they kept a lot of the feel of this intact. There he is. Hero shot. Look at those eyes. There he is. Captain Kirk. That was a good shot. I liked that. That was frame. a good shot. Okay, so this guy that wrote Klingon. Oh, so this guy. This Vulcan? This Vulcan, I believe, is Zahn. Yeah. I think this is the character that was going to be a lead character in the okay. other movie. Do you ever notice that when we're I talking mean, the TV show, Star sorry. Trek universe, it's totally okay to just kind of be like, that Vulcan, that Klingon, instead <laughs> yeah. of like, that Chinese man, wow. and that black guy. So like, are you, you saying that we're racist? Well, Star Trek is just acceptable. <laughs> Our yeah. society is... Uh, we're And I agree, I want us to be more blending... But that's how we talk about Star There's that Vulcan over there again. Yeah, that's <laughs> He's interesting. He's so Vulcan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess... I Sorry, mean, I'm leading you down a path. Maybe yeah, you don't want to totally. go. No, it's fine. I like to go down this path. I mean, I, my, my immediate reaction to that is that it definitely matters more when it's fiction or, yeah. or real people with True. like real ethnicities. But at the same time, as a culture, we are judged by how we treat each other and how we... You know, like like measure of a man with yeah, data yeah, and TNG. Yeah. We are we are judged by how we treat yeah. androids. You know, yeah. whether or not they are alive. True. Uh, if they become a race in the future, that's something that we will be judged by. So I should have Siri stop calling me master. Is that what you're yes. saying? Yes, I've been <laughs> thinking think, about. I that. think that's unhealthy for several <laughs> reasons, and I would definitely recommend against that. But but it, but maybe you maybe we should you know use. Maybe we should use like respectful language around fictional species. I don't I know. Do, but, I don't know. But I the fictional know. side that I get is in fiction, you are generalizing a character for the sake of the character, so that generalization seems okay, right? The Vulcan is is a race in the show, but it's a character. Right. right. To right? be Vulcan is yeah, is to talk about character. Yes. Yeah. Because it's written to be that way. I mean, like Star Trek is all a, a sort of deconstruction of the human condition shown yeah. through different characters and different races. Yes. 
And I mean, you know, like look at the the they call it the triumvirate of Kirk, Spock, and McCoy. Yeah. Where, like, Spock is logic and McCoy is passion, and Kirk is in the middle. Yeah. And he uses the advice of those two to balance him out. Yeah. I do love Scotty. What a great oh my god! Character. Look at Scotty. It's really cool to see them at this kind of midpoint in their aging process. Yeah. Because they they look significantly older by the time they get to Wrath of Khan. Um, which I think was in, I want to say it was in 82 or 83. No, no, no. It could have been later than that. Here, let's see. And this, this scene is crazy. This is just like starship porn where they get in the (laughs) shuttlecraft and they spend the longest time possible traveling onto the Enterprise. I feel so much like this is old Disneyland Tomorrowland. Ooh, I love that. And Space Mountainy. Yeah, the People Mover. Mm-hmm. Do you remember yep. the People Mover? Yeah, totally. Star Trek The Wrath of Khan. 1982. I oh, fucking nailed it. Nice job. So this is only three years apart. So God, they both look so young. So Kirk is taking back the Enterprise because this threat is coming, but he's been an admiral, and it you know it's going to be a theme throughout the movie that he doesn't like his desk job. He wants to be captaining a starship, right? Right. And he will always want to be a captain of a starship. Yep. So I don't know. I think they did a really, really, really good job of bridging the gap between the TV show and this movie, where the characters are just in different places in their lives. Yeah. But they're being brought back together because of this external threat makes me wish I would have watched the last season before watching this of uh, TOS yeah yeah I need to rewatch Were there two that seasons show. there's three three okay the last season is considered to be the worst okay uh, which in Star Trek which terms it just only means came that back there's like more duds gotcha <laughs> yeah it normal. only came back because people wrote in right and wanted it back or oh something yeah like i mean there was no internet at the time but there was this massive letter writing campaign of people just like wanted star trek mm. it went into syndication and like exploded yeah 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 um yeah this this is the scene i was talking about where it's like starship porn but i mean look at these models yeah, you know they're pretty elaborate Th- this is a model of a sort of like starship repair center or like i, I don't know what i don't know what they call this i don't remember with a, with a model of the Enterprise inside of it, and they're both there together physically, yeah. and as the camera pans by it, it just looks so good, it you does. know? It looks awesome. But there's, I mean, you can kind of tell that it's a model when it's that close to the camera, mm-hmm. but I don't necessarily care. I think this model is actually at the Museum of Pop Culture downtown in Seattle. We kind of have it lucky in Seattle we get yeah. to see a lot of this stuff, because Paul Allen owns it. yeah. But I think that model is hanging there. Dude, my voice is in the exhibit. What? Yeah, I'm interviewed on this thing upstairs. No There's way. like three different places where you can hear me talk about Star Trek. That's awesome. Or like I think three different like clips in this like voice exhibit yeah. of fans talking about stuff. And I and I hosted the opening party when that exhibit opened. That's awesome. It was amazing. It was so much fun. 
I think one of the special effects that is less effective is when they try to show the shuttle from outside. Yeah. But one of the special effects that is more effective is when they look at Kirk and he's looking at the Enterprise. Yeah. Because it really seems like it's there. Yep. Like, look at the amount of emotion that they're putting into this. Yeah. It's so long. It's still going on. They're still driving towards the Enterprise. Would that be called a bay? Like, where the Enterprise is getting worked on? Like, a ship bay? Or, like, it's not a garage. I feel like there's a name <laughs> for it, and I don't remember what it is. And it, the technology hasn't changed a lot, because, you know, it's it's like that on Enterprise, which is supposed to be a prequel. Right. And it's like that in TNG. Right. I'm reading those comics I mentioned to you earlier, the yeah. Broken Mirror comics. Yeah. It's like that on in there. How do you feel about this? I it is so awkwardly edited and so long. Yeah, when the, it's it's too long. And you're right, when the shuttle's moving it just looks awkward. But it looks I like adore it's on this. Like I am I am like into this like a million percent. I mean, it's like I recognize that it's kind of like abjectly terrible. Is that yeah. the right word? Well, it's objectively terrible. Uh it's just a crazy decision, but like for me, this is what I want, you know? Yeah. I want I want to feel this connection to the ship that's so deep and this captain seeing his ship for the first time in a long time, yeah. knowing he's going to be able to captain it again. That's what they're going for here, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you Why really either? feel it. You either really feel it or you just feel like what the fuck. I you do know, feel, I, like I feel like it's like they been a lose people here. <laughs> I'm sure they lost people here. I don't think I would have done this, but I really love it. They're still going. This movie also kind of took a lot of uh, inspiration from 2001 Space Odyssey. Yeah, I can see that. Can which was it. a long, slow space opera. And for me, True. like that with Star Trek is a, is a beautiful marriage. Okay. But this is the only, only thing like this in the entire Star Trek canon. It's the only yeah. thing that's like slow and, and thoughtful in this way. Well, that's this long for sure. <laughs> yeah. Like this movie in general, you know, yeah. it's, it's the only <laughs> thing that hits that tone of trying to... to meld some of that like really slow serious space opera yeah stuff into it um why don't they just go into like the the cargo bay why do they have to couple into this thing here because it takes slightly longer and they wanted this to <laughs> drag out as long as possible <laughs> or what is it called the shuttle bay like, yeah the yeah i don't yeah, understand this flat. coupling technique yeah they look so flat when you see them from the mm -hmm. outside of the shuttle but I, I mean, this, and now it just gets sexual. Like, now we're yeah. just like... <laughs> my brain went there, but my mouth didn't. Thanks yeah, for let's, that I up. mean, it's, I think it's in profound We purpose. are going to be inserting and coupling. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Three, two, oh, one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Magna lock. Mm, it feels good. <laughs> it's also just like, look at that beautiful matte painting. That's yeah, incredible. Yeah. Like, that's an oil painting where they projected in... pretty amazing. People walking down on the bottom. Like, these techniques are... Are just not used anymore, and yeah. it, it really makes me sad because the amount like of ingenuity and like pre-planning and thought that goes into making something real, is the, uh, like look like something fake, is yeah. is very different than like using digital tools to create fake things in, are, a, in a simulated. Are the belt buckles like an iPod? Like what's going on there? Like is it uh, like an iPhone? Are they usable? See how they're oh, black? Yeah, look and at they that. Look like you could push buttons. So, but this ship looks nothing. I first of all, I hope so. Uh, this ship looks nothing like his Enterprise. I mean, that's true. They they completely redid all the sets from scratch. I love the ladder that guy's on. It's just hovering. Oh my there. god, the hover ladder! Isn't that great? It's so Back to it. the Future. I want it. It's so it is Back, back to, to the, the future. future. It's look at that guy's moose knuckle. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of dick right there. This is why we don't oh. wear onesies. <laughs> so it's so funny that I mean, 
This is not the Enterprise A. Like, this is the refitted original Enterprise. But but it looks nothing like the Enterprise from the original yeah, series. Yeah, it really doesn't. And they just, you just kind of take it on faith that they just refit it. But it looks like they completely re- rebuilt it from scratch, you yeah. know? That guy looks kind of like the Traveler, the that dude with does. the big forehead. That's a huge forehead. Is that is that cosmetic or is that just really his forehead? I think that's cosmetic. Why are they blurring that chair? I don't understand. They're doing a lot of uh, forced perspective that's making yeah. things blur in weird ways. I've been watching Babylon 5 and uh, okay. Chekhov is in it. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's Bester. right. Do you watch that show? No, I've watched it. I haven't gotten into it. I need to re-engage it. So these are the hallways from... That's so Star from, Wars. Oh, totally. That's that like the, the Han Solo and Carbonate. Part. But this was yeah. before uh, Empire Strikes Back. Was it really? Yeah. Huh. All right. So yeah, this set was was redressed for the Next Generation Warp Core. Gotcha. And the hallways were redressed. The hallways look almost exactly the same. Gotcha. Yeah, you can totally see that this is the engineering section of... Of next generation, right? Yep. It's so cool. Yeah, I love very it. Much. That double level. But yeah. this is multiple levels. They they did like a a, a matte painting extension to make it look See, like it was deeper the than the elevator it is. makes sense here because there's yeah. so many levels. On TNG, it's like, why is there an elevator to go one thing up yeah, and not just climb totally. the ladder? <laughs> why isn't there just like a tube that like you walk into and you go whoop and you're yeah, up top, you know? You As if you were like a receipt at Costco. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> this guy. Uh, Stephen something. He was the dad on, yes. what, Touched by an Angel? I think something. Or fi- Seventh Heaven. Seventh Heaven, okay. Yeah, and then the mom from Seventh Heaven was in Star Trek IV. Hmm. Or, I think. Or was she the mom in Step by Step? No, I'm pretty sure she was the mom from Seventh Heaven. So this is pretty fucked up. He doesn't get even get first officer, he's executive officer? What's the EO? <laughs> I feel like it's the same thing. You think so? Because okay. on Battlestar Galactica, Colonel ties the XO. Okay. Yeah. And he's basically the first officer. Yeah, but so, Spock's going to come back and he's going to lose his position. Or a Spock science officer. I don't remember for sure. But I mean, Spock was science officer and first officer of the original show. This is a really bizarre situation where, like, this admiral comes in to take your ship away and no one told you. No, that sucks. It's pretty fucked up. That's messed up corporate culture right there, guys. Yeah. He does have a captain's hero chin, though, that yeah, he, new executive he sure does. Thing. It's kind of like a butt dimple. This is also a really interesting sort of uh, break from traditional Star Trek uh-huh. where... People are supposed to get along, you know? Right. Like, they set up this That's really true. intense conflict between these two right away. Yeah. And sure, like, Spock and McCoy are always at each other's throats, but it's in, like, a... Yeah. Th- there's love ingest, there. yeah. Yeah. It's brotherly. Yeah. Although, I will say that, like, watching that... It, so, there were times where I was like, I don't know if this is too far, you know? Yeah. Like, like Bone, is Bones racist against Vulcans? Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> He he doesn't oh, yeah. like the logic only lifestyle. That's for sure. Which, understandably, I I can understand. Is that Christine Chapel? I don't know. Uh oh, somebody's. I think it is a beaming malfunction. Yeah, this gave me hella nightmares as a kid, and I don't say hella, so that's how <laughs> intense you know they were. I mean, this is a really bizarre thing to do. 
so early on in the movie. Oh no. They're forming. Oh god. Oh, they're all deformed. Oh god. It's the elephant man. They're the elephant. Oh, that they're would, screaming. That would be a horrible oh, experience. It's like the worst way to die imaginable. Oh, oh god. my god. Oh, oh, they didn't even like materialize. Oh my god. Excruciating. <sighs> she had to turn away. She she still can't turn back. So this is the only time we've seen a transporter accident like That's this true. that I remember yeah. in all of Star Trek. I might be wrong about that, but I I mean we've seen transporter accidents of a million variety, yeah. but we've never seen someone just fail to materialize correctly and then right. like become deformed and die and, yes. and like And one of those people on that pad was that Vulcan from earlier who hmm. Hmm. Was his name Zon in this? I can't remember. Am I, I crazy? I don't know. Could be. I don't know. You blew it. <laughs> yeah, Janice Rand. Janice Rand. I was wrong. Not Christine Chapel. No, Christine Chapel is uh, Major Barrett. That's Yeoman Rand that from the original series. Is very uh, TNG. Yeah, I, it is TNG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? It's not a hallway. What would that be called? Uh, corridor. Corridor. So in you. season one of TNG, the corridors had a more silvery mm -hmm. okay. sheen, and then they changed that in more, season two. More tan and khaki. The uniforms are amazing in this movie. I would They're agree. So cool. His dick's just there. Yeah, there's a lot. <laughs> Jeez. There's a lot of dicks in this movie. I, I really, I really love the, the uniforms though. It was odd. It was like. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sorry. I'm I'm becoming a junior higher for a quick moment. Oh, do it. <laughs> it's an It's an interesting choice that in the future everyone wants everyone else. To have their genitals presented. Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't know. But everyone's in such tight uniforms and you see That's everything. Very true. But I love it. Everybody is generally, you know, healthy and fit. Yeah. Why did Sulu get a different outfit? The music is fantastic. Like, Jerry Goldsmith is great. What else did There's he do? There's the guy with the forehead again. Jerry Goldsmith did Gremlins, I think. That's all we know. It's kind of 70s that the carpet is orange. I, I love the design of this. What is it? A cargo bay? Mm -hmm, I think so. It totally looks like it, it would be in TNG also. Yeah. But that's sort of like hexagonal design on the walls. There's not a lot of scenes in the Star Trek universe where the captain's talking to everybody in one kind of arena. Yeah. But when they happen, they're like. They're great. Yeah. It's awesome. It makes sense, you know. Yeah, I really like it. So they think that cloud is a vessel. Hmm. But yeah, th these uniforms are actually kind of remind me just very slightly of the ones on Discovery. Mm -hmm. But like the fact that the uniforms on TOS could be so different from the uniforms here, there is precedent for the fact that the uniforms on Discovery look totally different. Yeah. But it's just weird that it's like that's ten years before right. TOS. Like, isn't it confusing to everyone else in the galaxy if Starfleet is changing their uniforms constantly? Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> they do have consistent redesigns. Yeah. But in the later years, it's like TNG did 
DS9 to Voyager to the uniforms after, they have a, a sort of flow to them. Mm-hmm. I had this theory recently about why they have different colors for different departments. And I was thinking that it might be because it's easier for other aliens who don't recognize our species or the variety of species in the Federation to mm. determine who they're talking to if they're color-coded. Could be. But that would assume they know what our color codes are, right? Notice I said our. Yeah. <laughs> like we're part of the Federation. Are we not? Well, I mean... Run away, little sure. dude in space. Oh, man. So now that, that listening post is being attacked yeah. by this cloud. There's something so psychedelic about this movie. This would be really fun to oh. watch after eating a weed cookie. <laughs> It's also, like, really interesting. That there's a lot of aliens that are only in this movie. Yeah, that's true. In this crowd here. You're off. Wow. That was supposed Dorian. to be an we inspiring moment, but they just watch these other people get Die. slaughtered. Yeah. Huh. And now what do you say, Captain Kirk? Admiral Kirk, whatever. Wow. Yeah. We're See going those people there, who died? Guys. Let's we're going there in 40 We're going minutes. there. Do you think Head, uh, pants new <laughs> <laughs> That guy with the forehead looks familiar. He does. Maybe it's from this, I don't know. Yeah, I mean um, it, this definitely it it is very evocative of the original bridge. Look at those chairs. They look very comfortable. I mean, if you're, like, traveling across the cosmos, you want a comfy chair. Yeah. Ilea. I was saying that wrong. So, uh, her yes. relationship with... Uh, oh, man, Chekhov's smile there was kind of creepy. <laughs> her relationship with Deckard is, was reworked into Troy and Riker. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Like, this is very similar to their backstory. And, like, she's a Deltan, which is almost like being a Betazoid. Only super bald. Why did she say that her oath of celibacy was on record? That seems so random. That's really bizarre. I didn't like that. That was weird. Yeah. Like, they've already done two things that are kind of grossly sexualizing this new character in a way that I didn't like. Or we're just dirty. <laughs> oh, it was <laughs> totally <noticing>. there. <laughs> I'm sure it was there. 100% it was there. But she, I mean, yeah. I, ever since I saw this movie, I have, I will admit that I've had a thing for bald women. Yeah. No, I'm gonna, yeah. Oh, man. Fucking McCoy with the beard. He's got the beard. There's something so wonderful about this movie. Like, you feel... Because these people made a TV show together, yeah, like decades earlier, you really feel their relationship because yep, it was it's real. Like it's all the, they're getting the band back together for these characters, but also in real life, and you can feel it. You know, Side note, I'm scoring through IMDb for this movie while we're watching it. Oh, nice. And there's a Klingon crewman 
actor Tom Morga, who clearly played Jason from Friday the 13th as well. <laughs> Whoa! Weird. Yeah. So we're watching on Amazon Prime, and, and I, like, started oh, yeah. it through this app. It puts up uh, who's in the scene and stuff. Yeah, it has, like, info, although... Now I've lost it and it's gone. So never mind. That's the cool thing about Amazon TV, Amazon Prime. Yeah. It's like if there's music playing, it also shows you the music and who is writing it. Yeah, it had those cards up. But now I'd have to push resume and we might might lose lose our timing, which I don't want to take the chance of. Don't do it. Yeah. So did we miss, because we were talking there, uh, why he has a beard? Was he like... I think that he's like... On vacation or something? Semi-retired or something like that. Okay. I think he was called back into service. We should put the closed captioning on. It's not a bad idea. Yeah. Although my remote's dead, and now if I do anything with my phone, I'm afraid. <laughs> so let's not. There's uh, a lot of technology fear happening here. What's that green thing on the, the top dome of the bridge? Thing. Yeah. I was wondering that when I first saw it. Yeah. I'm unsure. Maybe it's like... I mean, that's a... I don't know. That's a skylight in uh, TNG. Yeah. Yeah, look at that forced perspective where it blurs the background weirdly. Has Sulu always had a mole in his eye? Yeah. First time noticing it. NCC-1701. Yeah, I... I've, I would feel... I feel weird mentioning it or not mentioning it, but there has been... So I'm going to mention it. But there has been all these reports about Sulu po- like potentially having, you know, sexually... Uh, what's the word? Harassment, Hara- yeah. Sexual I did harassment. see that recently. It bummed yeah, me out. It really bummed me out, and I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of these. There's just allegations like a, at this point in time, but yeah, and like, we are recording this. That there are lots of allegations coming from everywhere. Yeah, this has been like an explosion recently, and unfortunately, a lot of them. Like whenever allegations are made, more info comes out after from yeah, other people. Yeah, and that's kind of happened with George Decay also, uh, where he said something on Howard Stern, hmm. where he kind of admitted to doing what he was accused of doing in a joking way, Yikes. and it looks it doesn't look good. Yeah, and it's definitely like uh, the only reason I bring it up is because it bums me out and it's yeah. on my mind as we watch this. It was on my mind earlier, but I didn't bring it up, so I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah, what is that thing above the deflector dish there? Do you know? Is that a deflector dish? Oh, is that what that's called? It's really cool. Yeah, that is a deflector dish. Okay. That is a very nice, smooth deflector dish. It is on this ship. <laughs> what a sexy ship! <laughs> Your deflector dish. <laughs> you got a nice deflector dish, baby. <laughs> so smooth. <laughs> Why didn't that door reopen? Yeah, when that's he a good point. He He's like, like squeeze has to squeeze through the door. Through it. It's gorgeous. Here's that image that image was my desktop background for a long oh, time. Oh, good call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just oh man. I love really I kind of like time. this shape of the nacelles here. Oh, totally. And the warp core looks so cool. I was always so disappointed by <coughs> the warp core in uh which show was it? I guess it was Enterprise. Mm, because Voyagers was pretty rad. Uh, you know, I was also disappointed in the Warp Core in the 2009 reboot movies. Mm. Yeah, I was going to ask you what you thought about the TNG movies. I love them. Well, I the first two I adore. Yeah. And the the third one is okay. The fourth one I actually really like. I mean, the, the, one, I don't, the one that Riker directed, I wasn't a huge fan of. First Contact? No, he did that one? Yeah, he did that one and he did Insurrection. Really? You're right, he did Insurrection also. Yeah, I forgot what about that. What was the one where they're rescuing all these people that's from Insurrection. the... That's Insurrection. Oh, yeah. okay. That, that's well, not may, a great I lie. Movie. Maybe I did like those. 
It's it's de- it's good. It's like a good episode I love of the show. First contact and I love but, Insurrection. Yeah. And then uh, Nemesis was the fourth, and that was directed by Scott Baird. I, I enjoyed think. Nemesis too. So okay. did I. Generations, I thought was eh. I fucking love Generations. Really? <laughs> I love it. I love Generations. It's it's like really high up on my list of movies. Wait, you can't engage warp drive in the solar system? Apparently not. Is it is it because the ship just had a bunch of work done or something for the refit that know, it makes maybe, them nervous to try the warp drive? Like a solar system speed limit? I'll bet you don't try warp drive in the solar system unless it's been tested and mm. proven to work. Because okay. if you explode close to home, that's bad. Yeah, if you're gonna die, do it a little further away from home, will you? Can we just say uh, Rip Beard? Because yeah. I, I miss it. Yeah, bring it back. He shaved it. Yeah. Yeah, this, it has to be because it's a new engine. Yeah, it must Commander be, a, it must be, a, new, be a new warp core. There's going to be insecure tension from Decker the whole show, isn't there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love Bones. Great, great character. Yeah. Much needed for any person in leadership. Do you think that the, the circles on the chests of the engineering uniforms are... To like plug them into like lunch or something. Yeah, <laughs> get like food. I through feel your like chest. they're like in case they lose, uh, what's it called, compression or something, or in case they lose the atmosphere, they can just put on a helmet real quick or something and connect yeah. to a hose. Like the, they're the, all wearing the chest those. piece must connect. See, to they got something. helmets on. They all got helmets on. Like they're gonna. Yeah. Whoa! Psychedelic warp uh, speed. That was like a kaleidoscope of rainbowness. That's really cool. Uh oh. Oh, that was such a cool shot. Just automatically, we just ran into a wormhole. I think they accidentally created one or something, maybe. Snugging my legs down with the command buttons. I I think there was an issue with the warp drive that created that. Headrest coming up on the seats. Everybody pretending to bounce around, but the camera's not moving that much, so it looks a little awkward. It's really interesting that. Right in the beginning of the movie, there's a lot of problems with the technology. Yeah. The things that you kind of take for granted in Star Trek, like the transporter and the ship working, yeah. just aren't happening. Shut up, Decker. <laughs> so is that a is that a made-up accent for the show, or does that actress really have that accent? Uh, I think that's her real accent. I know she has a real accent. All right. I'm not sure if that's a real accent. Like, uh, Troy is, or Marina Sirtis is British, but she right. made up an accent for Troy to be Beta Z, Beta Zoid. Gotcha. But then no one else who's ever been Beta Zoid has ever spoken with that accent on the show. Paris Combata is her name. Yeah. Twenty seconds. This is a weird choice. Oh shit! She hasn't. Uh, she hasn't been on anything recently. She's only. F- oh, she's dead. Is she dead? She died at age forty-nine. What happened? I don't know. I'm gonna look that up. She died in nineteen ninety-eight. 
Wow, what a bummer. She was seriously injured in a car crash in Germany and had to have heart bypass surgery. No way, I've never heard that before. Yeah, in the early 80s. Shit. Before her death, she wrote and published a coffee table book called Pride of India. Interesting. Which featured former Miss Indias. It was dedicated to her mother. Where is she from? Uh, mm-hmm. India. Hmm. Interesting. She died in Marine Hospital in South Mumbai. Wow. Complaining of chest pains. I thought she was like... She died of a heart attack. Bolivian or Peruvian or something. I guess I'm wrong. She was born in Mumbai, India. Wow, in interesting. I, didn't, I did not know that. Yeah, me neither. That's cool. I really, really like her in this movie. She's a really interesting presence. I, I think that the way that they made this go super slow with everyone talking slow was kind of an unfortunate choice. So what are they firing at in the wormhole again? I There's an asteroid in okay. the wormhole? This doesn't make that much sense. Like, she's still bouncing in the... the she's the sh- only she's one She's the bouncing. only one bouncing. <laughs> I did never notice that. But, yeah, like, the ship has completely stopped bouncing, and she's just, like, riding her chair still. <laughs> so Kirk wanted to use phasers, and uh, Commander Decker wanted... Is it Decker or Deckard? I think it's Decker. Decker. Decker wanted photon torpedoes. And he's going to explain, I think. I wonder when the headrests are going to go back down. I never noticed that they raise up like that when they're in trouble. What raises up? Their headrests raised up. See, like, there's one back there that's down, and then theirs is up. Oh. When those leg things, interesting man buttons came over his lap, those yeah, yeah. headrests came up. Oh, cool. I didn't notice that. Yeah. So this is kind of implying that Kirk is not up to date yeah. enough to be in charge. Yeah. He's like, oops. Did they use these uniforms in Wrath of Khan? I think they did. I don't know. These engineering uniforms? Could be. Because I know, I mean, they totally redesigned the Starfleet uniforms for Wrath of Khan. I feel like that belt buckle has to serve a purpose. It's too big. Yeah. Maybe it's, you know, like the um, communicator badges in yeah. Next Generation kind of track their, like, life signs. Oh, uh, yeah. Makes sense. Maybe, that would, maybe it's like that somehow. That would make military sense. Yeah, Kirk is kind of like doing a bad job of getting back into command. He's, He's like, rusty. He's rusty. Yeah. God, look at those quarters. Yeah. Oh, I would live there. <laughs> it's pretty, oh my god, I look at that feel, bed. I do feel it's so Star Trekky or Star Warsy to me. It's a lot of I feel it, yeah. yeah. But in the best way imaginable. Yeah. Ah. Phasers were cut off. So they would have died. We're bonding a little bit here, I think. I addressing the insecurity. Yeah. True. He's not wrong. Yeah. I love how he says mister. Yeah. Like he he does that a lot in like 
definitely in other movies, maybe in the show as well. It's very, Are you talking to me, Mister? <laughs> yeah, that's one of the things I love about Star Trek, though, is the leadership always has a humbling point, hmm. right? Like they don't stay an arrogant captainy douchebag. Yeah, you know? totally. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it, any any issues of pride will be resolved. Yeah, totally. Look at that fuzzy wall. Yeah, that's, that's pretty so sweet. cool. I haven't seen this in a long time, I, and I've been—I'm very bothered by the the way the movie is presenting Ilya so far. Mm. Like she's already talked about her celibacy; she's been leered at, and then she's had this like out of nowhere romantic scene with Decker. Yeah, that's like all she's done. Whereas, like, we have other information about Decker, and I don't know—it's just bugging me. Mm. Ray, I'm getting this command. I'm starting to throw. You've used this emergency to get them back. And I intend to keep them. Is that what you said? Yeah. Mm. It's an obsession. God, look at this. William Shatner's so good in this movie. Yeah. That you can see him thinking through what McCoy is saying. Totally. And, you know, in anything else. Yeah. He'd be like, "Fuck you! No, I know what I'm doing. Get right, out!" But right. in this, he's like, "Oh man, I, I gotta take this seriously. Are you? Yeah. Are you? Is this true? Is this something that I'm doing?" He's aged, and he's you yeah. Know. Do you think that like Chekhov and uh, Uhura and Sulu have just been serving on the ship since mm. it's been in space this whole time, or do you think they've like been on other assignments? I don't. I don't remember if they mentioned that earlier or not. I feel like they would. They've been stuck on the Enterprise. I think Chekhov for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Sulu gets his own command in a couple of movies, which is pretty sweet. That's right. I forgot about that. I love that there's that sort of see-through door in his... Uh, that is pretty cool. It's It's just awesome. Oh, yeah. Look at the design of that fucking cool ship. That's so cool. Huh. Like the nacelles are so far away from the body of the ship. It's is like it called a, the Surak? It's like a sled. I think it's called the Surak. Surak, isn't that the name of the of the sort of like prophet in Vulcan mythology? That they, that they did this whole thing about an enterprise? I think it was Surak. I think that's right. Look, it detaches from the nacelles to dock. So good. So cool. So like that is interesting. Like. Oh my god, look at that thing spin around. Yeah. They're just like using space. Yeah. The really outer are. space in a really interesting way. It's kind of like that was very slave one-ish of it. Yeah, but this is before that too. Yeah, is yeah. it? God, yeah. I keep forgetting that. This is after the first Star Wars but before the second. That's right. By a year, I think. Oh yeah. Oh, we got a haircut. He's wearing all black. He looks a little great. bit of lavender. He looks great. He looks badass. The music is awesome. <laughs> I also love the whole idea that uh, like, that Spock is like completely emotionally detached now. Okay, if I ever Star Trek for Halloween, I want that costume. That is a great costume. Yeah. I love this so much. Spock. <laughs> Spock. Spock. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Spock. It'll work. <laughs> 
there's this moment in the 2009 Star Trek where Chris Pine does like a slight Shatner impression. Oh yeah, and it just tickles me. <laughs> He's like Spock, it'll work. It's so good. Man, you just see like everybody respects Spock though. He's oh yeah, equally. Leonard Nimoy also is really really good in this. Like a slightly different shade of Spock. Yeah. Oh, got no problem with Spock. I feel like there's been a couple times in this movie so far where they have not been able to show Kirk below the waist because he's, like, raging hard. I think that this is one of them. I think Spock coming back is just, like, he's very excited. so excited. And I think that when he first sat down in the captain's chair a little bit earlier, I think he had a space boner. I I love this choice to make him so cold. Yeah. Because it feels so wrong, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, they did a really good job of setting up tension between characters in ways that is very interestingly unraveled throughout the course of the film. But, like, to not see these characters together for decades, yeah. you know? Like, when did the original show run? Like, 63 to 66 or something like that? Something like that. Uh and then this is 60, like 20, at least 20 years 66 later. 66 to 69. So exactly 20 years later. Yeah. <laughs> That's so crazy. No, 10 years later. Because this is 79, right? 10 years later. 10 years later. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that. I got you. Thank you. I love Sulu's outfit. Oh my god, look, he's got like that control stick. Mm-hmm. So much like thought and effort went into this. And it's so weird that they didn't really use or new uniform, another different yeah, another captain uniform. uniform. They didn't use any of these uniforms in the next movie. No. Except maybe the engineering. They They've I, had uniform switches like three or four times now, I feel like. Yeah. I don't understand the engineering mm. costumes or uniforms with the helmets and like yeah. a space coupler to the chest. I, I dig it, though. Maybe it's because it's a new engine and they have to be super yeah. careful. But uh, did you see on Spock's uniform, mm-hmm. it, it had the gold uh, stuff around the the, yeah. the wrists yeah. from the original series? The deflector dish is blue now. Uh, got a very nice, smooth blue dish. I dig that burnt orange of the I furniture. Know, the chairs are so good. They're very <laughs> 70s. Yeah, like his uniform is very evocative of mm-hmm. his original. Look at that eyebrow. <laughs> he conveys a lot in his eyebrows. Yeah. He has exquisite control over his I want to see someone sit. Is there, are these comfortable? Nope. Nope. These are not comfortable. Sofas. Definitely not. No. <laughs> So they're aware of what he was doing. Mm. It's 
Spock <laughs> will not run a- completely away from his humanity ever. Yeah, I think this is like the most that he's ever tried mm. that we've seen. Ooh. I forgot about this. Oh, interesting. So he's here on a quest that has nothing to do with them. Not well, but I'm so sure, like says, subconsciously, it does. Oh yeah, you know? he's there for them. Yeah. Can you imagine seeing a friend after ten years and like a close friend like yeah. this and having them act this way? Very interesting. But like as if if I were if I had seen the original series first, yeah, and then I was watching this, this scene would like break my heart. You There's know, plants. Look at the plant. There's like a terrarium yeah. over there. It's really cool. No, it would. I I'm with you. It's like oh, what are they? Yeah, you look at his look at his wrist. McCoy's huh. wrist. I love it. I actually have a shirt that has tails in the front and back like that. <laughs> it's like a bike shirt. It it's is really <laughs> cool. I want that shirt. It's a very sexy shirt. Yeah. I got the helmets on. Warp drive is now horizontal. It was vertical. Was that the warp drive they were working on? I was just thinking. I'm trying to figure that out. Oh, I forgot to mention before. We did see Christine Chapel, Mitchell mm-hmm. Barrett. Mm-hmm. I love that they brought back Rand and Chapel. I think that's really cool. Like, there was an episode of uh, Voyager where you saw... Sulu commanding the Excelsior and Janice Rand was on the ship. I don't think it was real or something. I don't remember exactly huh. what was happening. It was like a anniversary of Star Trek episode. I can't imagine... I do think that if I had been a fan of the original series and I went to see this, I think I would have adored it immediately. Really? Like, a lot of people didn't. It's so different in tone. Like, the original series is so campy. Yeah, it's really big. (laughs) It's, like, so different in tone, but it... It is a different tone. But it's a great tone. I mean, I love the tone that they struck in this movie. Yeah, this is why they need Kirk and not Decker. Because... Kirk has the experience fucking up to know what not to do. This also has this like brilliant sense of discovery to it where yeah, it does. Like, like what is this thing? And there's just like one thing out there in space that they're trying to figure out what it is. I never noticed that large rich wristwatch that yeah, he's wearing. That was super cool. Cloud Boundary. Be a cool name for a band. Sorry if I'm hitting the mic, guys. Is it falling down on you? No, it's. I just kicked it, so it was off position a little bit. Yeah, that totally looks like the Death Star. Plans. Does look like the Death Star. And that was before this. This cloud thing is interesting because it's got like 
It's a giant kind of like Saturn ring situation, but top and bottom, it's like, it's very interesting. What is that thing in the back that looks like a bird? <laughs> <laughs> it's coming on the screen. What are they? That guy's like studying something like an airplane. <laughs> Spock's playing light bright. Spock is kind of filling in what Troy would do like when she feels a... Yes, uh, that's so true. Something out in the, out there. Puzzlement. We have that Bluetooth thing is just crazy. I think it... I mean, it looks a lot like the one from the original series. Yeah, yeah. Which is cool. It's interesting that they never did that again. Although they did have a... A communications officer in Enterprise. Wasn't Soto? Yeah. Communications officer? Yes. She was definitely a linguistics officer. She was my least favorite character. She really kind of bothered me. I, don't I know liked why. her. They didn't use her very well. Dude, Mayweather is my least favorite character. He's just the fucking block of wood. I loved T'Pol. And a lot oh of my God, I love her like so much. She's, she's so super beautiful as well. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's yeah. so well written. She's like a very complex character. Yeah. And I think Jillian Blaylock was incredible in that part. And and yeah, I mean, I I was a teenager when that came out. I had a massive crush on her. I think that T'Pol was the height of my Star Trek crush-ing. And it's, it was interesting that they, you know, had a romantic relationship between her and Tucker, which is... They did a really good job of it, I think. opposites of people that you'd think would have a relationship, but it makes sense. Yeah, it really worked for me. And her, like, struggling with her sexuality yeah. was really interesting because she's supposed to be so collected in Vulcan. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, there are ways to, like, show women in sexual ways that respect the character and like really work although sometimes that whenever they put her in that decontamination chamber and just like rub goo on her yeah that was that was beyond meant to be i'm like rick berman what are you doing yeah just we got a hot actress we're gonna utilize her to the best we can (laughs) somehow she was always needing to be decontaminated more than everybody else (laughs) yeah totally (laughs) she's dirty (laughs) I feel like the the railing is just an excuse for people to trip over things when they, you know, get if you fights. if you watch Bar Rescue, it's a butt funnel. <laughs> <laughs> what there's is a, a butt, butt funnel? There's a butt funnel in Star Trek. I've never realized it is that it's this partition they put kind of in a bar, you know, in front of the bar, like to the like kind of around the dance area or concert area, so that when people have to leave these areas they have to run into each other and it creates socialization opportunities. What? Yeah. A butt funnel. <laughs> you ever watch that show bar rescue? No, it's bar. The bar science of there is fascinating. Those are totally butt funnels. <laughs> I mean, Kirk is very Kirky in this movie. Yeah. I, like I'm, that's something I didn't really remember is that his character feels right on track with everything else we know about him. It is. They definitely lost the campiness. If people liked the campiness, then they've lost. They lost. They moved away from it. Yeah, and I prefer that to be honest. Like I, there's something that feels so, uh, thought out about this, and like what what would actually happen in the future, you know, about this movie in particular. Like what what will it be like in the future when crazy shit happens? What are we gonna do? It also feels very naval, which mm, like mm-hmm. the, the first show, yeah, 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 the totally. first show was supposed to be like the navy. Yeah, 
Sì. I feel like they're pushing Decker a little too far into like mm-hmm. a naysayer. I mean, if he's the first officer, he's kind of doing his job, though, right? Like, yeah, it feels it feels personal, view. you know. It feels like he's just. Well, how long has he wanted to be a captain, and it just got stripped from him? Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, you're oh, right. Look at yep, that. The headrest is raising. <laughs> For some reason, I assumed that he got an erection just now. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm thinking about that. There's a lot of phallic symbolization here for you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Like, how did they do this? It's like a combination of a bunch of shit. Yeah. To make them the animation going into this cloud. The the depth to it is so cool, how there's, like, different layers of weird cloud shit that they're mm-hmm, running through. Mm-hmm. This is amazing. This is so cool. Can you imagine seeing this on the big screen? It would be so great. Yeah. And just yeah, the way that there's like a structure the to it. I'd love to see this in the Cinerama. Yeah. I saw Wrath of Khan no like, way. in Cinerama. It was pretty cool. That's so cool. But it was the original, and I felt like the audio wasn't... The room was so full, and people were so excited. It was actually hard to hear the dialogue. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Great reaction shots. I think half of selling a special effect is the actors yep. looking at it as if it's really there. Agreed. This is totally inspired by 2001, though. The mm. whole, like, traveling through a psychedelic space cloud thing. Yeah, those face shots. Conveying a lot of what the feeling is of the crew here. Totally. Even Spock's, right? And for me, I mean, when I watch science fiction, like, this is exactly what I want. Mm-hmm. You know? I, this is like so in line with my taste for for what I love about Star Trek and sci-fi in general, which is interesting because like a lot of people consider this to be way outside of the tone of Star Trek. But I think that this is this tone is so informative for Next Generation, yeah. as far as like bridging the gap between those first two shows. Now, she has some kind of a special ability, am I right? Like, Yeah, and I'm trying to remember what it was. I think it's like some sort of telepathy or something. Mm-hmm. They also do a really good job of selling the size of this thing. It's and like the power of it. You get a really good feeling that this is like different and unusual yeah. and a threat now it feels like they're going inside something, something yeah physical, physical. Yeah. yeah hmm yeah I mean this reminds me of like my some of my favorite moments in all of Star Trek where they like travel into a thing that is unknown mm-hmm. something about traveling into a thing that is unknown that I find very evocative I 
Now I feel like the reaction shots are getting a little silly. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're getting like shorter and again, they're blinking lights in their face. Again, it's, I feel like they're overdoing it. It's taking too long. Yeah. In my opinion, it's just taking forever. Yeah, I definitely think that that is true. I also really like it. <laughs> and I I like that this movie does not feel like it has any sort of need to rush you know yeah it's just true. a long drawn out yep. tension throughout the whole thing god that's so cool and that noise was so like original yeah, series star yeah. trek music we've reached something here guys he looks mm, scared slash stoned he's sconed <laughs> yeah okay yeah, now we're definitely get, definitely getting into some kind of physical. It feels like they tried to just make like a really grand version of an episode mm. versus Wrath of Khan, which was m- a little bit more yeah. like cinematic in the traditional sense. Yeah. Like, this is visually very cinematic, but mm-hmm. story-wise, it's, uh, not much is happening, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, there's this force, this cloud that's coming, it's very dangerous, and we don't know what it is. And that's literally all that's happened. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of time spent, understandably, reintroducing the characters. Yeah. You know? Especially for people maybe that never watched the show that jumped into the movie. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this was my introduction to these characters. Mm. This is the first thing I ever saw no, that's right. of these characters. And I immediately felt connected to them. Except for Decker. <laughs> Didn't like him. But I do like him, actually, by the end of the movie. Yeah. I mean, there's not a character I dislike. I'm, I'm, feeling, I'm feeling a lack of character development for Ilea this time that I never mm. noticed before. Mm-hmm. Which is unfortunate. Like, I, I wish that I had a sense of who she was, and I just mm-hmm. don't so far. But, I, you know, I remember more, so there must be more coming. Either that or I made it up. Yeah, I feel like, from what I remember, that she plays a key role here at some point. Yeah. It's kind of like a big, like, mechanical flower-looking thing. Wow. Yeah, it's so, it's like mechanical and, and alive. Yeah. I love this movie, dude. I'm so excited <laughs> right now. <laughs> I mean, this is so slow. But I think I find it engaging. I the the design of the inside yeah. of this cloud is so interesting. This is about the time that I'd be on the couch at home, had just had some snacks and I'm probably dozing off. Yeah. And then re-engaging once they <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm on my iPad right now playing some kind of superfluous game. Totally. Like the, <laughs> I feel like this is only engaging because this is exactly the type of thing that I want. Yeah. You know, like a uh, a really well thought out transportive sci-fi space opera is so up my alley. Yeah, and I love the music. I love all the performers. I love the obviously the visuals, and it's just like a treat. 
to have it be this slow and get so much of it. See, I love that they did this right now. They panned out to kind of show the scale of how big this totally. thing is. And the Enterprise is just this little tiny blip Which going is, across screen. Uh, they so didn't cool. do that earlier, right? No. That, that was a great shot. shot. Yeah. Wow. I do think that it's too long. I do agree that it's too long yeah. and too slow. Like, they could have made an hour and a half movie or less out of They're definitely of making footage. it feel mysterious, yes, a little bit of evil. Yeah, like, there's like a, a malignancy. Yeah. But maybe, because when they finally responded to the to the message that was coming from this cloud, it stopped trying to kill them. Yeah, that's true. So maybe not malignant, but just kind misunderstood. Of a, kind of a static TV poltergeist thing happening here. He's got that chin dimple, too. Yeah. I have a beard, Whoa, guys, so that I was, don't ever see chins. That was a long <laughs> shot of Sulu. <laughs> yeah, I've never that seen was you a long beardless. Shoot. That's right. I'm very curious about... I wish I could go back in time and meet you in your pastor days just to see uh, who you were. Well, I can show you Facebook pictures. Oh, I've looked. <laughs> <laughs> I've looked. Horrible, horrible. Yeah. It's good to be me. Yeah. It's good to be me out of systems. That system, anyway. Yeah. But, you know, I, I'm someone who kind of rejects uh, being told what to think yeah. and how to be. Yeah. But I would totally join Starfleet. Yeah, I would, too. Yeah. <laughs> Because well, there's I, a there's an underlying ideology there that I really sympathize with and enjoy, you know. Yeah, I think that Starfleet is a place that encourages encourages people to be the best versions of themselves, yes. and to find things that they are naturally good at and foster those skills That's and very true. use those for the betterment of of all yeah. humanity instead of like the military, which breaks you down to rebuild you. Mm -hmm. There's nothing like that happening in Starfleet. Mm -hmm. They they never try to break you down, right? That's a good point. And also, I really want to it's be a on a, a starship again. and traveling through weird clouds. Yeah, like, me too. This is my dream come true. I, just actual space travel is oh man, it's so interesting because it's orbs, so like long. Weird hairy testicles. Yeah, that is strange. <laughs> this is more, <laughs> more phallic symbolism for Jesse here. Yeah. They are glowing balls with spikes on them. Harry Spikes. Harry Spikes. <laughs> Hello, I'm Harry Spikes. Harry Spikes. Nice to meet you. Yeah, like, oh man, you can see like the fog moving in the yeah. distance. It's so cool. They crammed like 10 movies worth of cool yeah. visuals into the last 15 minutes of this movie. It, 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 how long have they been traveling into this thing? It's been a long time. Yeah. Like no one's been speaking. <laughs> this is I why I'm I, napping now, Jesse. You I'm know what I would have done? I would have added some dialogue. I would have yeah. kept the visuals the same, but instead of just reaction shots, I would have had yeah. dialogue of people like scanning it, trying to figure out what it was, right. looking at it in awe. I would have sent out probes. Yeah, I would have done a little bit more. We've got an intruder alert. Whoa. <clears throat> Everybody's covering their ears. Oh yeah, the the scanning beam. It's like a scary, loud, bright beam of lightning-ish. Like this is a cool left turn, you know. See, it's got to go around the butt funnel. You see, it can't go through the railing butt funnel. I'm gonna need like a more technical description <laughs> of a butt funnel to really understand what you're saying to me. We'll find a YouTube <laughs> clip. Interesting how you can see like the film warping. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. That is cool. A probe. 
Spock's taking Instagram photos of it. Plasma energy combination. He's not moving. He's yeah. scared shitless, understandably. What is plasma? It's not energy? Uh, I always kind of understood plasma, in, at least in my brain, as kind of like electric gel. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but I don't know. So just, this is a combination of what energy in my head. and the insides of an older TV. Yeah. yeah. It is now shocking the computer. Yeah, this Decker, one... don't touch it. What is he doing? What are you doing, Decker? Of course it's taking control of the computer. I was learning it's, everything uh, about them. That's like the classic That's a That's the classic way to to show that they're looking through your records is to show like yeah. uh, a map of the ship being like <laughs> scanned through. Oh, oh Spock's breaking the computer. Shutting her down. Oh, oh shit. now shocked Spock into the butt funnel through the gap. And to the ground. This scene is also very long. They just Spock is up. He's not totally hurt. We've got some sort of security officer there with a very strange arm armored outfit. I want to make a super cut that's just reaction shots from this movie. Oh, 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 shit! She's getting it's scanning Ilea. Oh, oh, oh! They've done oh, something weird oh, to oh. like the frame rate. It looks really bizarre. There's a sepia tone happening now, too. Yeah. Oh, oh she's she gone in her phaser tricorder, tricorder thing. None of the headrests are up at this point. That was like... <laughs> yeah. The ship does not think you're in danger, no. so the headrests have gone down. That is so weird. Just pick a place. Why? Why was all that engineering power put into, like... What the headrests do, because you know it's got to be tied into yeah. like the the warp system or the yeah. the alert system of some or something like Somehow. that. Oh, here we go Ooh, space again. anus! Look at that. <laughs> yeah. Now they're driving into a space anus. This is li- it does look like an anus. It does look like a space anus. Space anus. I mean, it's really cool looking. It's a it's a nice. It is nice. It space is uh, sphincter-like. Yeah. So that scanning beam just like beat up Spock and stole or disintegrated Ilea. Yeah. Classic. Classic, Scotty. Yep. It's interesting that this show is all about. Um, like showing a diverse bridge crew, you know? Yeah. But two of those characters were just Americans doing accents. That's true. Uh, and Chekhov, <laughs> Chekhov and uh, and Scotty. Yeah. And Scotty is like, I don't know, Commander Scott from Scotland. And they call him Scotty. Yeah. Which is fine. Who's this like, gal that just walked in? Uh, the person who's coming to replace Ilea. Because oh, that's right. Ilea disappeared. It is the pretty lady station, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only we repla- to be replaced with beautiful women. There's no red shirts in this movie. I am, I am thankful I'm, there's not a distraction of men's wieners coming through the jumpsuits anymore. Oh, that's right. They've yeah, kind of because covered they're covered it with the top yeah, dress thing. They got these weird like bibs that 
go down in the front and the back. I don't know. Ladies are ladies into that kind of thing. Like you want to see the moose knuckle slash parts happening. I mean, I don't mind it. <laughs> I'm not saying I mind it. It's just it's kind of like I want to look at your eyes, not your crotch, kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, you know. I I would. I mean, I do appreciate that. <laughs> There's not a lot of acting happening in the crotch. It's all in the face, right? So unless you're William Shatner, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a puppet. <laughs> They keep they keep doing these amazing shots of the tiny Enterprise in this giant mm-hmm, space. Mm-hmm. I really like it. Which I think is important. I, his headrest is up a little bit. Yeah. We're at like... Erect, if you will. We're at like medium danger, so his headrest is yeah. like halfway... I've never noticed that. <laughs> but the one shot where you saw it go up was yeah. so distracting. Yeah. It's like really why, why weird. Going, those are going up. Very weird. Okay, we've got a bed of nails... On the back, or deeper into the sphincter. Yeah, we're still traveling into. There's definitely the cloud. some hemorrhoids going on there. <laughs> yeah. Some kind of bumps. Oh, but it's so gorgeous. A lot of lights. This reminds me of Close Encounters, which was right around this time. Also, it might have been '79. Also, I don't remember any of this or what's happening here. So. Yeah, this is a great movie to do a commentary well, for because there's not that much talking. As I've already stated, I probably was napping through this whole part. Yeah, yeah. I mean, nothing has happened. No, they're just still venturing into the inside of this thing. It's probed them a little bit. Yeah, it it took it a, took a, took a, a crew, crew member. member. That was a big deal. Mm-hmm. It's just like a an excuse for special effects people to show off, and yeah. I'll take it. Phonic sonar. The sphincter, the sphincter is shutting down. Closing. <laughs> uh oh. Oh, not good. We drove into his butthole and then his butthole Shut closed down. Assuming it's a he, I don't know. <laughs> God. <laughs> but I mean, look how gorgeous that is! Like it every is shot cool. in this. If it you're into, cool. like, just Star Trek at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just into special effects. There's just so much to see in this movie. But this is a movie you have to be in a particular mood for. Like 2001 is the same, where you really got to be relaxed. Look at that stance. It's Peter Pan. He's got the Peter Pan stance. (laughs) Kirk with the Peter Pan stance. Totally. It is slow. This is ridiculously slow. It's really slow. This is probably more what space travel and discovery is more like. Yeah. Only way slower. Real, the real thing's even slower than this. But I kind of enjoy the slowness. Like I, I just love being in the Star Trek world so much that if they yeah. want to take their time, I'm like, do it. But I totally see why this movie was moderately successful. You know, I think mm. that I don't know, like going to see something like this in the theater, where you're not like in the comfort of your own home, you can't pause and walk away. It might be. A hair too slow. Yeah. And there's too many reaction shots. Like, that's the thing that's bugging me a little bit Mm. is, like... A lot of face reaction shots. Yeah. Look at that. How did they do that? Mmm. There's another... There's another butthole. Yeah. But this one is, like, undulating. It looks like origami. It's like a cloaca. What? Is that what that is called? I don't... I know what you mean. I just don't... I never... (laughs) Didn't know there was a name for it. Uh, Yeah, a cloaca is a bird's... Uh, sex organ slash Jesus, poop organ. Yeah, <laughs> you've examined some uh, orifices. 
I know some things. <laughs> I know some things about about animal holes. <laughs> Cat ones are the most obvious, I feel like, but yeah. Cats like walk around with their butthole presented. <laughs> okay, they're going to get scanned again here. Oh yeah. All right. See, they're even so that, that, not in that a hurry gigantic here. sequence just ended of them like traveling yeah. into this thing. Oh yeah. Oh my god, I've forgotten some of this. That looks so cool. That's interesting. She's back. Oh my god, I forgot about this whole thing. Oh, yeah. And she's got an implant in her throat. Okay, so Ilea's back. She's got a glowing node on her throat. She's been sent by Viger to observe and record. And she's naked and wet. Wait, we haven't... <laughs> We're glistening, at least. Yeah. She's got a robe on now. Yeah, now she has a robe kind on. Kind of a, like a short mumu. I mean, that outfit's it's awesome. very alien, yes. It's very sexual, yeah. but it's very awesome. There's a lot of leg, yeah. There's but I would wear legs. that. Yeah, I, I can see you sport that. Look at that incredible collar. Yeah, the collar is amazing. So we now have a name to this cloud. It's V'ger. Well, you named it previously just a second ago, and I was like, wait a minute. Are we into V'ger yet? She said it. Oh, she did? Okay. I was repeating what she said. Gotcha. I've been very careful not to say V'ger up okay. until now. I'm, I'm actually... I totally forgot that she was taken over by V'ger. Yeah. From... So, so it killed Ilya. So killed her. Yeah. Wow. I didn't realize that. Look at his uniform. Yeah, that thing is horrible. The security officer with the helmet, yeah. with the like the Starfleet Delta on the tie. Like I want a, it. It's like a it's like an old school leather football helmet. <laughs> yeah. Totally. But plasticky. So Vijer's goal is to find the creator. And she speaks for V'ger, which yeah. is whatever this thing is that we're inside of. Or the intelligence that commands it, whatever. Right. We don't really know yet. Yeah. That reminds me of the Ambo Jitsu suits from TNG mm-hmm. Season 2, yes. when Riker fights his dad. Yep. So stupid. Yeah, so they did not develop her character at all. Not at except all. to say that she was like a sex object. And yeah. then they took her over... Yeah, that was weird. It's, it's that makes it even me. more weird now. It's bothering me now. Right? I didn't. I mean, you know, when as a kid, like you don't question these things as a kid. It's just like this is what's happening to these characters, right? But when you start to notice it, like every movie does this. Like mm-hmm. every movie undercharacterizes females except for their sexual attributes. Huh. Um, and like they they made this woman really sexy and then took away her free will. Yeah, I mean that's so common. That kind of thing is so common. Interesting. Like once you start to see it, it, it just like takes over your vision, and it's like very you see disheartening. It everywhere now, yeah, everywhere now. I mean, even in Star Trek, which I adore, I love this wow. movie. You know, I love this movie, but I, I feel like her, her, this character feels very poorly presented. Yeah, like the feminist in me is is not happy with this. Sci-fi nerd in me is like really into it. Yeah. <laughs> But the music, dude. There's Decker. Enter Decker. Oh, that music. And Decker had a relationship with her before, so... Yeah. Oh, it's kind of heartbreaking. It is. Wait. Oh, but she seems... She knows him. Yep. 
She knows him. Fascinating. Fascinating. Not the Decker unit. Interesting. That's a good point. Oh, yeah. The Kirk unit. She's talking about his penis. <laughs> She's like, why, when you drove into me, were you so erect, Kirk unit? Why did your head rest rise and erect? <laughs> yeah. I'm like trying to be all like feminist and then I'm talking about dude's dicks the whole time yeah <laughs> so i am the problem you've been on the dick the dick trip for i mean you're not for wrong years. <laughs> <laughs> i'm on the tip of the dick trip uh that's awesome that's a that's a hip-hop song in the yeah. making i feel like we've got some uh power meters behind decker here when they show him in the frame see those things oh yeah like uh like, like yeah, you have like on the back of your Seattle house city light yeah power like <laughs> gauges yeah So, they're thinking that maybe a bit of Ilea might still be in her. Because it's, a, it's an exact duplicate. Yeah. So, maybe some of the emotional right. characteristics came through it. I will say in this movie's defense that it does sexualize the men as well. It does. You yes. Know? Without a doubt. Whoa, she's strong. Whoa, she just busted she's through busted through that door. Wall thing. Like, there's a lot of moose knuckle in this movie. Yeah, 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 clearly. And, like, the, Kirk's shirt is kind of see-through and, and summery. It is see-through and small. His arms are hairy. Yeah. I dig the pointy sideburns. Yeah, I love a sci-fi future where everyone's wearing slutty clothes, you know? <laughs> yeah. Or just, like, I, I just love skin-tight uniforms. But if it's just the girls, I get really mad. If it's yeah. both, I'm like... Yeah. Sign me up. I mean, yeah. that's what I wear on stage. You <laughs> that's know? Like, true. <laughs> I wear. I have a spacesuit that I like to wear on stage. I like to make sure when I'm playing uh, synth pop on yeah. stage that people can see my moose knuckle. There you go. <laughs> that's how you know I'm serious. You know. <laughs> okay. There's a scene coming. Why is she up wearing here? high heels? She is wearing high heels. That's I bizarre. Is that? You know what would have been so cool. If when they made the show Enterprise, they took one of those pictures to make yeah. the ship. Would have been so cool. Didn't yeah. do it. It's getting cold in here. Holy shit. Are you, are you chilly? I'm all right. Okay. I can turn but the heat yes, on. Yes, I can feel the chill. Yeah. yeah. I can turn the heat around, but it'd be annoying for the background music. Or background noise. See, Dude, this, this whole uh, room, I really like. Oh, my God. Yeah. It would be a great recording studio. Look at the shape of those yeah. walls. And it is very kind of 70s, 80s that they have different step uh-huh. levels all over the place instead uh-huh. of the whole room just being flat. Levels, Jerry. Levels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love levels. But look at the security guards in the back. They've got like mm-hmm. weird. This like, is, this what, is like what? the rompus room on the ship, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've got games and like yeah. kind of levels for staging. Like you put yeah. the live band up there and. The the dudes have like these weird dick protectors. They do the security guys that are a totally different color. It just looks like a dick sheath of some kind. <laughs> this movie is obsessed with dicks. Yes. <laughs> Romantic music. They touched on some game board thing. Yeah. Maybe that triggered a memory. I do actually really like the whole idea of there being this real love connection between these two people. Yeah. And even though it's not her anymore, it's this imprint of her. There's still this connection somehow. She looks sad. Like, she has yeah. emotional oh, yeah. moments. Do you hear that music cue right there? That yeah. was so good. And now her emotion's gone and she's back to. And Decker is, like, acting this really well. Yeah. Although, I, w- I wish there was a scene of him, like, crying before 
of, over her death, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see the lighting on McCoy right there? It's mm. so classic Star Trek where there's like a band of light over his eyes. Yeah. It's so funny when Kirk sits down in his chair in an intense moment, the light's just right on his eyes, you know? It's so interesting. <laughs> That's what? scary. What does that mean? When my examination is complete, all carbon units will be reduced to data patterns within you. Huh. Are the memory patterns of a certain carbon unit. If I can help you to revive those patterns, you can understand our functions better. That is logical. So if Ilya is dead and their goal here is his goal is to make her more Ilya, like yeah. to bring back some of her Ilya-ness. God, yeah. that space sphincter is so cool looking. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, who's naked? What is this? Uh he's not naked, it's just a skin tight suit, I think. He really looks naked. But he's in a room, like a closet full of multiple different suits. I really thought that we were in a locker room. Wait. No? Nope, it's a skin tight suit. Oh, you're right. Skin tight skin 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 color. tight skin colored suit. Yeah. Oh, I think I, I think I sense a neck pinch coming on. Oh, 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 oh! There it comes. Oh, boom! You're the down. Grip. Look at that. Look at mustache. that porn stash. Jesus. That, is, that, that guy, guy was a in, porn star. That guy was... Right before this movie, this was his big break into non-sexual films. He also looked like he came. What is this head thing? It's like a headband? Oh, that was Ilea's head thing? Oh, yeah. They're trying to reconnect her with I, her Ilea-ness. Okay. Which is kind of... I mean... It's kind of cool, like classic Star Trek trying to help some unemotional being connect with their yeah. humanity or, you know, yes. emotional self, yep. empathetic self. I love Dr. Chapel. Walks on a Troy. Mm. So cool that she's in the original series. Mm -hmm. So cool. Because, I mean, obviously, like most people, they're like, oh, it's so cool that Walks on a Troy. Is the next generation because she's in the original series, and I'm uh, so cool that Loxana Troy was also in the original series. You know, because I, yeah. I grew up with that. Yeah, that music. But he doesn't. He doesn't care. It seems uh, no. that it's not really her. He just wants Ilya back. Yeah, which is kind of compelling, you know. Mm -hmm. But I, I don't know. Like there's that question of like if if someone is killed and replicated, is it still them? I oh, think that's... they're they're showing us hints that it is, but it's not at the same. It's like I think you get rid of that node that's like the control device. I feel like, and maybe you have her back like a clone. I don't yeah, know. like if they can get her fully in touch with her humanity, yeah. and she has all the memories of our of Ilya. And becomes emotional or somehow. Or is it, is it Ilya and they're just saying it's not because they've taken her over, right? It's like, Ilya no longer here. Now think, you are talking to Satan. I think they said that, that they recreated like her possession. body. I think, it's, I think it's a artificial body. But okay. It's hard to, I mean, you know, obviously we're talking a lot, so I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> I adore this scene. I love this scene. So I, uh, at, at the Star Trek exhibit at EMP, they mm -hmm. have this spacesuit that mm. Spock is wearing right here. Look at that thing pulsate. How did they do that? It's so cool. Um, they had the spacesuit, and I, they, the Smithsonian Channel did a documentary about Star Trek that yeah. I was interviewed for, and they blindfolded me and brought me into the EMP exhibit. Really? And then like took off the blindfolds and had me look around and, and react. Wow. And one of the things I reacted the strongest to was seeing this spacesuit. They didn't use that part in the actual documentary. Right, right. 
but I am in that documentary in my next generation uniform on TV. So I that makes me it. officially in Starfleet. I like, like it. Yeah. As far as Starfleet actually exists, yeah. being in uniform on TV is like you did it. That means you're in. Yeah. I guess being in uniform on TV in Star Trek would be better. You but have a I'll command, take what I can get. You have a command uniform, right? TNG command uniform. Yeah. I would love to have a closet full of Starfleet uniforms. Like, everyone fitted to me, like, movie replica perfect. Yeah, that'd be pretty awesome. It'd be so cool. I want to wear this. If you'd like to make that happen, you can go to Jesse's Patreon. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) (laughs) I should add that as reward. Yes. For me, a reward for me. (laughs) Not a reward, a a, a donation goal level. I will take a selfie with you in my special uniforms. Yes. It's awesome. Nice. Uh, yeah, something about Spock leaving the ship and traveling in this tiny spacesuit inside of this huge thing that they're already in is, like, so, I don't know. It, like, really stuck with me on the first viewing. It's, it's, this, this really activates my imagination in a weird way. Like, like the way that fantasy does. Again, it's taking forever. Like, it took him forever to friggin' hit the igniter button. Yeah. You know, it's just like, are you going or are you not going? You're out there. Like, fire. Get the hell out there. Like, head in. I, but I, oh my God, it's look at that so shot. Fast. It's so cool. Like That'd blasting away from the I'd Enterprise. Be scary. That would be scary to me. Oh my God. Like this is totally straight out of 2001. This is not a slow too. burn, folks. This is a. No, like after all the slowness he's going that we've in, had. He's going in. Okay, he's not hitting something. He's made it through the trajectory of the yeah. sphincter type. The anus can't completely thing. close, but it was pretty closed, but it he still got room to go too. through. Wow, no. now we're in Star Fox 64. Yes. Like, you see the star field. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a... I don't think... I think that this is not real now. No, it can't be. Because no. there's not a universe. Oh, he just let go of the Yeah, what pack. he's doing makes no sense. And then there's some kind of... Oh, I think he's being told... Penetrated? He penetrated. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. Vita's home planet. Yeah, okay. That's what he believes. So he's in like a museum. Like a Yeah. Like a museum of planet. So it's almost like he came into a a a, a holodeck where yes, Vidra's trying to explain itself to him through mm-hmm, images mm-hmm. that he's just floating through. Mhm. It's awesome. Yes. <laughs> it's it is so awesome. cool. But yet again, we were just floating through Viger seeing crazy shit but that's so that, good though that's I mean, a vagina I mean I'm just gonna right yeah am I getting the, the sexual tones from this because you're I'm putting it, it off or it's actually there I mean are you just feeling <laughs> the fact that this movie is just really that's doing a clam it for me? guys that is a fucking clam yeah it's got like eyes too and tentacles yeah whoa that looked like Darth Vader ah, it's like a mouth yeah. <laughs> enter my clam <laughs> <laughs> those those remind me of like sonic rings like i feel yeah. like i should be collecting them yes you're like ding <laughs> totally yes huh inside a living machine whoa okay there's a giant ilea yeah huge that looks like in the star a marionette like that looks like a a plastic version of it ILEA. does like a one of those things in a storefront. What are those called? Mannequin. Mannequin, yes, that's the word. Oh, he's going to try to mind meld with it. Try to mind meld with this fucking Both thing. Both hands, two-handed mind melding. It's crazy and I love it. Ooh. 
Oh. Oh, I can't. Oh, oh good idea. Oh, he's freaking out. His teeth are very oh. great. Blew him backwards, and now he's back at the ship. Now it's like starting over without a jetpack. He's just kind of floating there. How did he get back there? No, oh, no, that's Kirk. That's okay, Kirk. no, that's right. Kirk who left the ship. He's going after his friend. He's in a totally different spacesuit, I feel like. He is, yeah. Oh, and Kirk's just floating. So Kirk just went out to find his buddy, <laughs> and then his buddy just floated through. back towards him. <laughs> Spock, you came out of the space anus. <laughs> Look at the background. It's so beautiful. I think visually more than anything else, this movie is like really high up on my list. Okay. I think that it has some massive flaws in its pacing, Mm -hmm. but because the visuals are some of my favorite that I've ever seen, yeah, yeah, I just can't complain. Spock has seen something now. Look at look at his face. The acting is really good in this movie. Mm -hmm. He's catatonic. Majel Barrett. First Lady of Star Trek. Voice of the computer. Really? Yeah, you didn't know that? No, I didn't know that. Oh, that's going to change your life, dude. She's been the voice of the computer since the original series. All the way through Enterprise. And I think they actually recorded her for the Star Trek in 2009, if I'm remembering correctly. For some reason, I felt like um, the high priestess lady on Deep Space Nine was the voice. Kai Wynn? Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely Majel Barrett. Really? Okay, I didn't know that. Wow, Spock is like almost smiling. Look at all the emotion in his face. It's a pretty sweet hoodie. I'd support that hoodie. Yeah. It looks so warm I and love comfortable, it. like flannel White fleece. hoodie with an orange inside? Mm-hmm. That's cool, man. <laughs> like it, like It like unlocked his emotions somehow. So he saw a planet populated by living machines. Wow. Baron. Wow. What a performance. So yeah. good. That like Wake up. That really buddy. got to me. So he's on this quest to find peace and, and some sort of balance that he's lacking. Mm. I forgot about that. I forgot that that was his trajectory here. And he was looking for, he was on a quest for pure logic. Yeah. And he felt the presence of this thing that he felt was pure logic. And he followed it and found it to be barren. And that's like a. Ah. Oh. Huh. This is so good. And it, like, reawakens his emotional half. His, like... Yeah. His human half. He is. He's making... It, it is like he's awake now. And th- like th- this is the greeting that you wish that Spock had given when he got there. True. No answers. No answers. It's asking questions. What questions? Is this all that I am? Hmm. And... It's like Spock was asking these questions, and then to find out that this massive intelligence is asking them also yeah. released him from needing to know. Mm. Maybe mm-hmm. it's pretty cool, man. Like th- it's solidarity. It's like, yeah. ugh, I'm yeah. not so off. <laughs> yeah, totally. Intruder cloud has been located on the outer monitors for the past twenty-seven minutes. Cloud dissipating rapidly as it approaches. 
And yeah, Kirk was wearing a different outfit in that last scene. Yeah. And th- in this scene, yeah, he's in the blue uniform now. He hasn't yeah. worn that. Has he worn that before? I don't think so. I don't think so. How were they able to talk to Starfleet all of a sudden? They yeah. weren't before. Why are they all changing outfits constantly? <laughs> there's a lot of costume changes. Yeah, there's like, it takes so long to get anywhere. It's They're unnecessary. Like, well, I'm sick of this uniform. Kind of a like interesting grin. Interesting grin. Yeah, McCoy just kind of had like a like a like a Grinch. The grin, Grinch. Oh, <laughs> like the grin of the Grinch. Oh, now he's puzzled. They're all puzzled. So Vidra's getting closer to Earth, right? Hmm. Was that say Starfleet something com Earth? See it, yeah. It's signaling the creator. It's sending a signal, but it's sending a signal to Earth. Yeah. His performance is so good because now he's like the Spock that we remember. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He kind of went like over emotional for a second and then pulled back to his normal Spockiness. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of subtlety in his performance that I've never really appreciated before. So Vijay's getting pissed. So now they're at Earth, huh? They yeah. traveled all the way back in this giant thing to Earth. Yeah, I think that they mentioned early on that Vidra was coming towards Earth. Okay. Oh, shit. So yeah. Vidra's like, sends out a message. If it doesn't get an answer, it just starts breaking shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a, throwing a temper tantrum. Unsure of what Decker's <laughs> saying here with his face. <coughs> My God, I don't know how to drink. There we go. Yeah, Decker, as soon as Ilya was taken and replaced, he's done nothing but look forlornly at forlornly at her yeah. for the rest of the movie. So V'ger's launching these proby things. Yeah, it's surrounding Earth. It turned off the Earth defense grid. And now we're getting a bunch of reaction shots. That was a good background extra right there. Yeah. He was like, oh shit. I know people on that planet. Whoa. Cool graphics. Just answer her. Carbon unit infestation. Wow. There's totally shades of the Borg here. Mm-hmm. I've actually read fan theories that the machine planet is like either the Borg planet or a planet that had been assimilated by the Borg. Oh, really? Yeah. Because the Borg exist at this point in right. the they timeline. Just... They just haven't been written yet. Yeah. 
Although they were like in an episode of Enterprise. That was actually pretty cool. Yes. As were the Ferengi, even though they weren't supposed to have met them yet. Wow, his ears are the wrong color slightly. Mm-hmm. Vidra is a child having a temper tantrum. Yeah. That was overdubbed. Now, what do you suggest we do? Spanking. <laughs> Why corporal punishment? Come on. <laughs> I love this. It's like understanding that this thing isn't necessarily like evil and mm-hmm. trying to destroy them. But just understanding that it is alone and reacting. Yeah. Not until Vija withdraws the devices orbiting the third planet. Captain. I'm losing Starfleet. Interference from Vija. Kirk unit. Disclose the information. Why has the creator not... This is a classic Kirk bluff. Yeah. It's like the Corbomite maneuver. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, so I saw this first, and then I watched the original series, and now watching it again, mm-hmm. uh, I'm really happy with it. Nice. <laughs> like, it really, it really satisfies my, um, I don't know. I find it satisfying, even having seen the original series and understanding that show. But I think that I mean, I found the original series slightly disappointing because it wasn't more like this, right? I mean, well, that's why I found it disappointing because it wasn't more like TNG. Because you, you, whatever yeah. you first fell in love with, you totally. Kinda... I guess that's true, also. Yeah. And I like this because it is a little more like TNG. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love there's the original series has some like incredible shit in it that I really loved, but like the level of camp, yeah, is distracting for sure. I do I do really like Kirk as a captain though. Yeah. Like, the idea that he he gets information and figures out like a a point of view to take mm-hmm. and then just follows it like pretty intensely. Yeah. He's really good at talking computers out of the, or talking computers into killing themselves. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if they had cut out, if they'd cut out a lot of the reaction shots and a little bit of the traveling, mm-hmm. they could have. I mean, if they'd made a tighter movie yeah. with this exact footage, I think it would have been a lot more. I agree. Popular. I agree. But there's something about those flaws that just makes it so endearing to me. And it, like the first time I saw it, I was a teenager, yeah. and I was gripped by it. You know, just not knowing what V'ger was mm-hmm. and just the slow pace at which they give you information about it. Yeah. I think it's really cool. How are you feeling about it at this point? Uh, you know, it's picked up. So I'm, you know, this is the parts that I remember 
I literally think I just fell asleep and blocked out all the traveling stuff. Yeah. The stuff that you find cool, I'm just like, oh, God, can we get to some dialogue and some storyline? <laughs> yeah. You know, if it was CG, a lot of I would have been bored. Yeah. I, I think just because I'm interested in classic special effects is yeah. why I find that interesting. I guess maybe, too, coming from a younger or a more current mode of storytelling. Yeah. Our travel sequences in movies and stories now are so short. Yeah, which I think is a shame. And maybe I'm just, I'm used to that now, you know? Yeah, like, I love travel sequences are so fast. In Star Wars, when they're traveling to Alderaan and, you know, Luke is training with the remote, like, Mm -hmm. it's such a great scene. Like, when you're traveling is a great moment to do some character development. Yes, and I don't necessarily feel like they did that here. They just focused on the travel. Yeah, that's true. They just watched. Yeah. You just watched them travel. <laughs> but it's pretty. I actually never realized how underdeveloped all the background characters are mm. in the original series mm-hmm. until I watched it, which makes sense because I didn't know because I hadn't seen it. But like Sulu and Chekhov and Uhura, like what they're doing in this movie is what they did in the original yeah. series. They They don't... They don't generally get episodes yeah. the way that, like, TNG, every crew member had episodes. Like, right. there's Geordi episodes and Beverly episodes and yeah. uh, Troy episodes. And all the main characters are main characters. Whereas in this cast, there's three main characters right. and then a supporting cast. Yep. Major. Sir, I located the source of Major's radio signal. All right, so they've traveled to the center of V'ger and they've found... It seems like they found the central brain or whatever. Mm-hmm. The carbon units will now provide Vijo with the required information. I guess, like, if you look at their insignias on the uniforms, they are different colors, even though they're all wearing the same blue now. Yeah, I haven't noticed that. That's interesting. Like, Decker and Kirk have white background and... Spock has a gold background. I, a lot of the character development is done through meaningful looks. Mm-hmm. Man, do you see the green walls of the turbo lift? Yeah. It's pretty cool. I love the texture here. There's a little bit of... Yeah. Yeah, like the ground in front of the Enterprise. It's really interesting. Oh, yeah, and then look, you can see them coming up through the... Oh, yeah, that's pretty cool. The deck. Through the deck plating. It's really cool. Or the the hull plating, I guess. Yeah, yeah, hull plating. There's an elevator that takes you out of the ship. (laughs) It's really cool. (laughs) The saucer section doesn't look as round here. It looks more oblong. Yeah, it looks weird. But maybe it's because of like the distortion from the wide angle lens. Ah, uh, could be. Look at how cool that is. Like th- this is so cool. No spacesuits needed. Yeah, that's. They right. are wearing some kind of strange pajama. <laughs> yeah, that looks comfortable. Yet another outfit. Yeah. But I love, I love like pulling the ship up to something and then getting out and walking mm-hmm. off of the, pretty the cool. tip of it. It's so cool. It's almost like. It's floating on water, and half of it is underground like an iceberg, and then the top part is on this whatever it is. Yeah, and they had that map painting of all these weird, this weird textural ground, and then yeah. they built some for them to walk on. That's pretty cool. That set is amazing. And that 
I think this is just a big set. Hmm. This whole center thing. Do you remember the... Do you remember what's about to happen? Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. Okay, yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, it did hook me. Like, it, that, Oh, yeah. Uh, this was all so fascinating to me the first time I saw it. Yeah, I think... And then they're just like, what the fuck? Oh, are you kidding me? I think that the idea behind this mm-hmm. is absolutely brilliant. Yeah. You know? Like, we now see this thing in the center. This ancient-looking like satellite dish. Yeah, it looks like an old satellite dish. It looks like a early She's wa- satellite. She has to walk that with high heels. I yeah. feel bad for her. That's impressive. She's killing it. And they're walking so slow. I mean, yeah, like seeing her stand next to this mm-hmm. thing is so iconic. It looks like an, an antique technology. Yeah, it looks like technology from our time. Yep. And like, it looks like a satellite from our time. Spock's got his Polaroid camera with him. <laughs> Selfie! <laughs> I love the pulsating stuff around the edges of this pit that they're in. Space dust. Here it is. Here it is. Clean off the logo. Clean off the space dust. Space dust. You can spell. Ah, it's so good. This is so goddamn good. Rub harder. Voyager. (gasps) He gets it. Holy smokes. NASA. NASA. Like this is one of my favorite it's twists. Fantastic, you know. Yeah. Like this is a Shyamalan it's a time twist. Capsule, yeah. Yeah. So this is Voyager six. This is like like we we have sent out Voyager probes. Mm-hmm. I think what one through four or something. Yeah. So they like thought to the future to a future Voyager probe. Right. And then that is what V'ger is. I mean. <clears throat> The, the fact that like we sent this thing out into space to learn and it became alive yeah. and then became a child yeah, uh, and grew this gigantic structure around itself. I mean, yeah. all of that, that backstory it's is wild. fantastic. And then coming in from the outside of that and discovering what it is now and spending the whole movie yeah. trying to figure out that it is actually like we are the creator, you right, know? Right, right, Um I I think that like the bones of this story are like absolutely brilliant. So cool. Yeah. And I love how they executed it. I totally understand that other people may not. What they used to call a black hole? What does that mean? Hmm. They still call it... Blo- they, they talk about black holes in Star Trek right. all the time. Yeah. Boom. Huh. That's wild. Yeah, so cool. 
Yeah, I'm such a huge fan of this. The idea that like a machine can become so complex right. that it can become conscious. I was talking about, I don't remember, I think a recent episode I was talking to someone about how I, I wonder if like Google's AI at search engine could ever become right. conscious and like suddenly yeah. the internet springs to life. I was just going to throw in the callback to Alexa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Jeez>. Nice. <laughs> That's an Apple Watch. Look at that thing. Oh, it's, it's an totally an Apple Watch. Yeah, I mean, like, iPad is, is just a pad from the next generation. Yeah, absolutely. Fitbit, Apple Watch. Hmm. I, I love the idea that it's built with this programming that when it becomes conscious and self-aware, mm-hmm. becomes an impulse. Yep. And, like, a, it becomes this, like, yearning that it has to complete to feel... To feel calm, almost. It's really cool. We gotta have a good Kirk speech. Interesting that the machine is racist against carbon units. <laughs> yeah, they don't. It doesn't realize it's they're the creator yet. <laughs> I mean, isn't it? Listening? It looks at it looks at them as a virus. It seems like he's not. Like Vidra's not listening to them talk about it. No. There's also like a great uh, example of like the scientific method in this movie. Whoa, it's turning on. Where they follow this process of of examination to mm-hmm. determine what's actually happening. And instead of trying to kill it, they try to learn about it, understand yeah. it, and communicate with it. Yeah. And discover that it's actually just an extension of ourselves. Yep. It's awesome. The creator must join with Viger. This is the Make Decker sure and her get married. Yeah. Love scene. They're yeah. both staring at each other. This is interesting. It's like, why Why must the creator join with Viger? Mm. I think it's because of... Maybe, maybe because of the... Residue of Ilea. Yeah, could be. Well, there's got to be. There's got to be like a timer on the situation, you know. Oh Foil. no! One oh, broken wire. Oh, broken wire. This is like that scene earlier with Spock where they held hands and he said, "Yeah, you know, you can't... We, he grabbed Jim's hand. He's like, yeah, th- this simple thing is beyond V'ger. And like, mm-hmm. now V'ger wants that. He wants to hold hands. I, 
I like that. Like just simply transmitting the data is no longer enough. Yeah. There's a lot of uh, man's search for God in this as well. Yeah. This need to find the creator. Yeah, totally. I hadn't to thought about figure that. Figure out the evolution or creation of how we exist. Transcendence. Yep. Like, Transcendence. Uh, Nirvana. Nirvana, totally. Decker's like, hell yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's my boo. <laughs> yeah, and she wants like, it to be him. I want Decker. Yes, I do. I got you, girl. I love the idea of like learning. This machine has literally learned everything that it could possibly learn in this yeah. in this form. I do wish that Decker and Ilya had been fleshed out more because, mm -hmm. besides their longing looks at each other, I mean, the movie is yeah. coming down to this moment, right? Of of their merging being this like really yeah. important plot point and you don't really know either of these characters that well she seems happy with it uh oh he's glowing he's sparkling sparkles it's almost like he's beaming yeah like oh he's getting brighter Whoa. All right. All right. Now he's turning to Scott Bakula in Quantum yeah. Leap. <laughs> totally. Yeah. <laughs> would she you would satisfied. you merge with a machine to experience a higher I mean, level of being? I mean, if it took the form of my wife, probably. Yeah, like someone mm. I deeply cared about. Yeah. But definitely not if that didn't exist. If that if it hadn't communicated itself in that manner. Yeah. Cause see now they're both joining in the yeah. sparkles and, look and at it's that. kind of like it's they're gorgeous. together. Beautiful shot. There's a romance. Oh, it's so good. Relationship transcendence thing happening here. Yeah, if I could merge with like the essence of someone that I loved and transcend yeah. like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm sold. I'd do it. I read this other th fan theory that merging merging a human no maybe this was my theory I don't remember I might have read this I don't know hmm. um, this moment of merging between human and machine is what creates the Borg uh, no this was my theory because it can't be true because they showed it in Enterprise gotcha, yeah, yeah, but I remember yeah. before that I remember when I watched Enterprise I was really disappointed because I'm like what if what if this is what created the Borg and I was so excited about it <laughs> I'm like I'm a genius I just like I just solved Star Trek's greatest riddle but I was wrong but I was wrong yeah, but I think that would have been so cool. Like this moment of beauty. Um, I don't know. I mean, I love that it's just a moment of beauty and they transcend. But like, yeah. what if this? 
insane now it's darkness like a came out of it. Very Whoa. nuclear explosion esque. Yeah, and like the whole cloud is probably like leaving our plane of existence. Yeah, like adios, gone. It's a weird sound effect, and then it's just the Enterprise left behind. Fascinating. Yeah, I. I I love See, it. That I whole, love it. The whole th- last third of the movie in, intrigues and engages all that I love about Star Trek. Yeah. You know, this this depth to stuff that can go so many different ways and spar- spur so many different conversations. Yeah. I wish they'd come back to this in modern mm-hmm. Star Trek. That's why I'm I'm so bummed they keep going back in time. You know, I want to see the future of this timeline. I wonder if that's why I like the idea of Discovery so much, because it's a ship that just gets there. <laughs> yeah. like right, It's just boom. It's yeah, there. there's no travel boom, time. it's gone. Yeah, with the boom, spore drive. There. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I would love to see a continuation of this story. Yeah. Or, or even just like a passing mention. Mm-hmm. Captain Decker. Huh. That's true, because they don't yeah. know that they're dead. Well, V'ger said that it killed Ilea. True. But it didn't use the word kill. Ter- I think it said terminated, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do I do get it that this is not... Like, like this is a really big story that happens to have Star Trek characters in it from yeah. the original series. Uh, it feels very Star Trek to me, but it doesn't mm. feel very original series. Yep, yep. So I totally get it why, why people would have been upset by it. That way. Wherever. So now it's Check just. Check us out. He just wants to go for a joyride at the end of the movie, <laughs> I, I think. Yes. <laughs> oh. Good old NCC 1701. Uh, I just want to. Let's go out there. And there's more Star Trek porn at the end. So, yeah, I mean, if this movie was slow and empty of. God, this is a gorgeous shot. Mm. I love this shot. They reuse this in something else. Mm. Maybe in the second movie or something? Or the third or the fourth? I don't remember. You can't be the. Can't be the fourth or fifth or sixth. Must be the first three somehow. Yes. Going to psychedelic warp. <laughs> I miss psychedelic warp. There's not enough psychedelic warp anymore. Yeah. Although the spore drive is pretty psychedelic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very cool. But it's not as cool as psychedelic warp. And now we're just in a star field. That's gonna last forever. It's gonna last for 15 minutes. The, the human, human adventure, adventure is just beginning. beginning. Dude, this movie's so inspiring. It's great. I got chills right now. Me too. Douglas and Trumbo. it's just well like we done finished the Next Generation effects. episode with the music. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I, this movie is exactly how I remember it. I loved it just as much yep. as when I was a kid. Yep. Um, I love the last third just as much as I did before. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I, get into the travel sequences as much, and the yeah. and the and that's okay. I mean, what do you call it? The uh, ooh, vessel porn special science consultant was Isaac Asimov. There you go. Costume designer Bob Fletcher. That guy kept busy, huh? Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> Holy shit! Uh, there's there's something so inspiring and wonderful, and um, I don't know. Like they captured this feeling 
of the essence of what it is to be human and to right. search for meaning yeah. through this story. And I, I'm just so into it. There had to have been a facial expression lead on this movie that is not in the credits. <laughs> yeah, director of facial director expressions. Director of facial expressions. Director of reaction Matt shots. Paintings? Matthew something? Yeah. Miniatures? That's interesting. The music's so good. Oh my god. I dug it. I dug it a lot. I actually... So as a kid, I loved this, and then I watched yeah. Rathacon, and I was like, what the fuck? This is like, yeah. just an action movie. Rathacon's the very next one that came out? Yeah. Okay. But as an adult, after watching the original series, Wrath of Khan was so good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I've, I've watched it several times, and it's like skyrocketed in my estimation. It's the, so weird how sometimes my first viewing of things yeah. is not like how it is every other time I see them. But like this movie I loved originally and will always love, but... Uh, I was disappointed that they didn't use the tone of this in the further Star Trek movies. They went with it a completely different tone for, you know, two through six, which are pretty consistent in tone. Right. Um, even though five that guy's is kind name of is Cosmos. Well, Cosmos Bolger. That is a name, man. It's a really good name. Um, yeah, I. It's interesting because the thing that connects me to Star Trek to Star Trek is such a spiritual experience over the cinematic experience or over the costumes or over anything. It's just the idealism Mm -hmm. and the conversation it creates to me. That is so it makes me drunk. It is, it is my, my star Trek boner is ethereal. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lieutenant commander Sonak. Is that the guy I thought was named Zon? Maybe they changed his name. Vulcan masters. Or maybe I was wrong about Zon the whole time. Who knows? Could be my memory sucks. Sorry, continue. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's just... It's so interesting to me. Watching it with another person that appreciates the universe is not something I don't think I've ever really done. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Because I'm not involved in any type of Star Trek communities. I either yeah. like, run into people or whatever. But it's interesting to see so many vastly different... The things that you value and find fascinating and the things that I are... It's, it's, it's the reason why doing this podcast is rad. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> and we're ending with where we started, the Paramount Mountain. Yeah. Well, we started with a long That's right. black screen. So we're was, ending. That, was that a technical error or was that part of the thing? I think that was on purpose. Okay. There it is, man. Yeah. That was that was that was wonderful. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. I, if you're if you're into it, I'd love to do this with uh, Wrath of Khan. I'm down. Cool. Let's do it. You, it's funny because the last time I watched Wrath of Khan was in the Cinerama, and right before it, I went back and watched the original episode where Khan was introduced. Yeah, Space Seed. Yeah. I love it. That's a great episode. It's really good. It's, I, love, I love that because like the aging process is so much a theme of the movie, yeah. and just seeing the actors really younger is. and older really adds to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, is there, are there, I mean, I'm sure there are other things out there that do that, but Star Trek, for me, is the only thing I really watch that has that connection of aging and that's where yeah. the generations movie i think was important because it brought the two yeah the two captains cast together. together right that i adore cool. that movie mm-hmm. i love it so much and yeah i mean you know we get all these like revivals and reboots of all these old shows now like yeah. will and grace just came back yeah and it is really interesting to see this huge gap in time and see all these people come back looking different yeah and acting well in will and grace they're acting exactly the same but totally um but yeah, I, I love that in Star Trek they really reflect on that, yeah. Especially in Wrath of Khan, and take time to say what well, you know. Yeah, you aren't 
like, I don't know. It's Rathacon has this beauty as far as embracing your own life and your own mortality and your own transitions through time and mm-hmm. how you change through time, mm-hmm. like really embracing that and mm-hmm. not running away from that. Uh, and like kind of rebelling against that, but learning how to, um, kind of grab onto it in a positive way by, by the end of the movie yeah. that I think is really powerful. So yeah, as an adult, I think I had to get older to like that movie. I had to experience some aging. Yeah, I did too, actually. Yeah. I think I did too. Cause as a kid, I, I was a little disturbed by the violence and it seemed a little, over the top to me. Yeah. But having watched the original series, which is far more over the top, it sees, it seems like restraint. So the original actor, Ricardo Montalban. Yeah. Is he also in the movie? Is that yeah, the, yeah. So it's the, it's same. the same guy? Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And apparently his pecs are real and he was really proud of them. <laughs> this, there's a theory out there that like he was wearing a chest piece cause he's so buff. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they had to have done some contouring, I'm guessing. No, like, maybe yeah. he does look like his chest might've been made up. a yeah. little bit. Yeah. And we're back to the male physique. That, yeah, we, we've got I, that. That's interesting. I I wasn't assuming that we would see so much uh, sexual symbolism. Yeah, this film. Yeah, that was interesting. I did not pick up on, on that as a kid. <laughs> <Yeah>. I, <laughs> Thank God, uh, I was, you would have been a pretty woke kid. Yeah, <laughs> or just really horny. Oh, yeah, <laughs> more horny than I already was. So how old? How old were you? I was a teenager. I want to say like fourteen or fifteen. Okay. A solid time to be really horny. Yeah, I really, I really don't know for sure though. I know that I was living at my parents' house, and so it was definitely before college. Yeah, it was definitely in high school, and I watched all six movies. I saw this on by TV yourself, and like, with loved friends. It. I watched it pretty much by myself. Yeah, me too. That's the yeah. weird thing about Star Trek is like, like I said, I've always watched it by myself. Yeah, and you know, I I loved the first five actually. Like five, mm. the fifth one is not very well liked, but I really mm. liked it. I've only seen it once as a yeah. teenager, and I hated the sixth one. Uh, but it's been so long. I haven't like rewatched that right. ever. So I don't. And a lot of people tell me it's really good. So I need. I don't know. I'd be excited to to go through all the the Star Trek movies again. I mean, I think that'd be a fun project for us to do. That'd be definitely fun. Yeah. I'm I'm googling it, just looking it up, kind of looking at the film series. Yeah. Because five is the search for Spock. Spock, the voyage home, the final frontier, and the undiscovered country. Mm-hmm. Which one yeah. was the one with the whales? Voyage Home. Okay. Yeah. I love that movie. That, I that one too. I've seen like a bunch. I, I feel like I hear people talk shit about that one all the time, but I love, that's one of my, that's yeah. my favorite. That's probably my favorite one. I've never heard anyone in the Star Trek circle say anything bad about that movie. Mm, I, I think good. it's uh, it's like a treasure, you know, it's so yeah. great. It's the stupidest premise ever and they pull it off and it's amazing and I love it. Um, it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, Totally. But I, I'd be really... I've only seen the last two twice. I've seen The Search for Spock several times. Um, I've seen Wrath of Khan probably... I've seen Wrath of Khan and Voyage Home probably the most. Hmm. But, yeah. And I've, I've, I think I've seen the motion picture several times as well. Yeah, I've only seen Wrath of Khan once. Search, Search for Spock twice. Voyage Home multiple times. Yeah. Well, man, I gotta pee. Let's wrap this I up. I have to pee too. <laughs> I've been, I've needed to pee for the last hour. So yeah, I'm me down. too. Let's but do this. you can't stop. But yeah, Zach, tell us real quick where we can. Like, tell us like your your plugs, your podcast. Oh uh, yeah, um, I'm found online under myself, Zach Gandra, uh, G A N D A R A, and Zach is the A C. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, everything. I started a podcast two years ago called Losing Our Religion that I'm continuing to do, and uh, it's become more than a passion project. Part of my hopeful career trajectory i'm doing some of that now and 
as we're growing. I don't know if it's my forever podcast, but it's definitely based on my own personal story and my somewhat uh, discovering journeying of life, a joy sitting down with other people with vastly different stories in every single episode. My new kind of catchphrase for the show is normal people with exceptional stories Hmm. or fascinating stories because my, my joy doesn't come out from hearing stories from uh, celebrities. I think, yes, they're human and yes, they're everything, but I don't want to talk to PR reps, right? I don't want to deal with a list of questions for a human. I want to sit down with humans and hear human stories, which I think is fascinating to me. And there's always something to learn. And there's always, there's always a piece that I can take away from someone's life journey and story that can go, ah, I can apply that to my life. That would be really helpful. Yeah. You know, as I'm just kind of this, I'm V'ger, if you will, <laughs> living vicariously through the life of other people and trying to get as much information as possible so it. you can transcend. That's right. Boom. Yeah. Boom. Love it. That's it. Dude, thank you so much for coming back on the show. Yep. I, I love this. Uh, we got to do this again. This is so great. Done. Down. Let's go through them all. Awesome. Let's do it. <laughs> I mean, right. I would, I would, I would even love to go through the next generation movies, but yeah, let's, are... let's get through the original series and, and, uh, see all how right. we're feeling. Sounds good, man. Yeah. I love it so much. All right. Awesome. Thanks, man. Yep. Next time, Sarah Lehman is coming back and we are finally going to have the chance to talk about the dark tower movie in detail. She and I are both big fans of the books and we both really enjoyed the movie. So it was a lot of fun. So that's coming up on the next episode. If you are one of my Patreon supporters, I have an amazing premium podcast coming your way. I mentioned this a couple weeks ago, but uh, Jeff Tapia came over and asked me a bunch of Star Trek trivia questions, and we recorded that uh, as a podcast just for you. So that's coming out this week. And that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you so much, as always, for joining me. I really, really appreciate it. Until next time, stay nerdy out there. 